All right, guys. It is September eighth, two thousand sixteen, I think, uh, and we are. October. Uh, yes. Is it October? Is it October? Yeah. Shit. Years. Yeah, I'm not even gonna repeat that. That was clothes. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're here um, once again with another amazing uh, producer. In this case, this is Phil, aka FTKL, which I just found out means foot tickling, or is it just without the without the without the without the yeah. So. Uh, so you actually, we met at a uh, FetishCon uh, this last, well, this year. Yes. And um, I apparently don't know my months, so whenever that was. But uh, we instantly, uh, I don't know, it's like we talked for like five seconds, and I was like, I, I like this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we talked about everything from like I think wrestling and combat and superheroes and, and comic books and stuff like that. And I think at one point your lovely lady had like she was like, I'm just gonna sit over there with my friend. You guys can just talk. Yeah, she uh, she she abandoned the conversation quickly when it uh, completely mm-hmm. geeked out. <laughs> Uh, but you, uh, I think it was a couple of days after that, you gave me a call and you're like, hey, I'd like to work with uh, some of the girls out there. You know, do you have a place where I can crash? And I was like, hell yeah. So uh, it didn't even occur to me until like a couple of days ago when we spoke. And I'm like, you know, you should do the fucking podcast. Because like we mostly have models that do them. Yes. And we very rarely speak to other male producers uh, and also actors in, in the shoot. So I think it'd be kind of refreshing. Uh, and I know there's 20% of you who are like, what? He doesn't have boobs? But, um, you know, <laughs> don't hold it against them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so this is, uh, this is kind of fun. We just had a little bit of a Cuban dinner, and now we're opening up some wine. We have my lovely lady, Jacqueline, will be um, doing other stuff tonight, so she might stop by and say something sexy. But for the most part, it'll be something just... Something sexy. Just the two of us. There we go. Mm-hmm. That just sold the podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring Jacqueline Velvet saying something sexy. So... Um, let's start off with, like I said, I really don't want to add format to this. Usually what we do is we talk about kind of origins and like, um, how you ended up running the company you run. But first let's give people a rundown of what you do. Now I know a lot of the themes that you use are like super heroines, uh, combat, staged combat. Um, you do special effects work as well in your shoes, but in the end it kind of goes, because you and I have very similar approaches to, to, to the stage combat, except at one point we deviate where mine goes into knockouts and, and beatdowns and yours goes into the tickling yes. uh, situation. So um, is that does that cover it, though, or is there anything else that you shoot that I... I... It's, um, the scenarios kind of go like this. They're either, they're either superheroine-based, or I might do like a, a spy theme, or I might... Do like an old school film noir ish oh. lady gangster theme because those are those are a lot of the things that I like. I grew up on old movies and comic books and sci fi shows and mm-hmm. spy shows. Yeah, you're one of us. Yeah, you know, I mean, everything from the the nineteen sixties Batman TV show to the Man from Uncle to the Avengers and the like Avengers that. the Maltese Falcon Casablanca and even stuff, stuff yeah. the Wonder Woman in like the yeah. 70s like uh, Wonder Woman and I think the Avengers for us for myself and Jacqueline especially um, those were oh, those were a big deal for our fans mm-hmm. I didn't grow up watching the Avengers was a little before my time mm-hmm. um, but Wonder Woman I grew up watching Yes. But I never fetishized Wonder Woman. Like, I just watched it because it was like, oh my God, Wonder Woman. I was a kid. Like, I don't think I even had balls on my hair. uh, Balls on my hair. (laughs) Hair on my balls. (laughs) I had balls on my hair earlier today, actually. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. You you know, Uh, it's 
it, it's awesome funny that you mentioned that. What did I do now? I just said I didn't have balls on my hair instead of hair on yeah. my balls. <laughs> I don't know. This is getting good. Um, it's but, funny that you mentioned not fetishizing uh, Wonder Woman because when I was watching the uh, 60s Batman series, as campy as it was, I can tell you without a doubt that Julie Newmar's Catwoman was my first boner. Uh, you aren't the I only mean, one, I think. Uh, <laughs> for real. I mean, based on, you know, Jacqueline did a, a Catwoman, um, she did an amazing Julie Newmar for Dragon Con. Uh-huh. I think I showed you the You picture. did. You did. She and she great. could not walk like five feet without somebody just like, and you had like the younger fans who were like, oh my God, it looks amazing. And then you have like the kids who were like, mom, Catwoman. And then you would have this 60 year old guy who'd be like, stop for a second. <laughs> Can I just drink you in? Yeah. For later use, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, those are the guys who had that first, like, that was the first sexual awakening is the uh, the Catwoman boner. I don't care <laughs> who has played Catwoman since then or probably won't care who else plays her in the future. Julie Newmar was like the oh, end all, the be all. Yeah, she was the alpha and omega of that fucking Holy shit. Um, and I love the other ones. I, like, yeah. I loved Eartha Kitt. Um, yeah, and Lee, loved, and Lee Merriweather. And Lee Merriweather was beautiful. But, yeah. like, there's something about Julie Newmar. That the was walk. Just the, it was the walk, the way she wore that fucking suit. Um, just even when she took off the mask. I remember as a kid, I remember oh, yeah. going, like, ooh, she's pretty. But not like, like I said, I was too young to really, like, go, like, associate it with a fetish. It was more like, ooh, she's very pretty. Yeah. You know, like, when I was a kid, like, my favorite thing to look at was Christy Brinkley. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. I and it wasn't even sexual. It was just like, ooh, pretty. Like, you know, like something shiny when you're a kid. Right. But for a lot of people, Julie Newmar was like, what is this? Dude, I didn't, yeah. I I was like seven, eight years old. I didn't know what was going on down there. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Lady, Lady J and the Baroness were mine. That was my Baroness. Awakening. The bad girls. I, I, I didn't know that I had a fetish. I was just like, okay, so if the Baroness... Step a little caught, closer to the mic, sir. So if the Baroness caught Lady J, she'd probably tie her up and do stuff to her. See? I didn't know what stuff. We're, we're, we're right I didn't here. know what stuff, but I was like, she's definitely going to do bad stuff to her. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much me, my... my 13-year-old brain going, dude, you like bondage. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is a photo gnome, in case you guys want to look him up online. <laughs> He's uh, one of the premier photographers in Atlanta for uh, for pinup style and non-pinup. And he does a lot of fetish events, and he's awesome. He's been one of my best friends for a long time. And I need to do a podcast with you at some point, too. At some point. Um, but uh, in case, yeah, we talked about that, too. Because I remember you had a huge thing for, like, we would get a girl who would come in, and she'd have, like, mm-hmm. long, thick black hair. And he would just be like, so, Baroness. who is that? <laughs> Does she wear glasses? Exactly. <laughs> Baroness was, like, and like I said, when I watched G.I. Joe, once again, nothing had really connected there sexually. But I do remember the Baroness being just a badass to me. Like, mm-hmm. just being bad as hell. But, like, yeah, the bad girls were a big thing. Because oh, yeah. no one ever goes, like... Well, some guys do go like, I really like Batgirl in the old... Oh, Yvonne Craig was hot. She was great. But, come on. You know, yeah. Catwoman, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. One of those girls would tie you up and fuck you. The other girl would be like, oh, what's that thing that's with your legs? <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> you, you want know, the girl who's been around for a bit, man. It, it's funny. That's my mm-hmm. It's funny how many of us in the industry uh, fetishized these characters early on. Mm-hmm. In, in our developmental years, and it uh, ended up in some way, shape, or form showing up in our work. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, when I started shooting, that was actually the plan from word go. To do superhero. Yeah, there was there was there was no question about the direction I wanted to go in. It was just a matter of how I was gonna do it because I'd seen and been inspired by so many other producers and I'm like, well I don't wanna be these guys because that job's already taken. Someone already did this. So yeah. I wanna I wanna do my thing with it. So how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna take my influences mm -hmm. from outside the industry and apply them because in the uh in any fetish, when you're comparing it to a mainstream production, um, there's what's known as the missed opportunity mm -hmm. um, syndrome, where in this movie, television show, comic book, oh, what have you, yeah, yeah. there was a chance for this thing to happen. But it didn't. But it didn't. So as, it's, now it's so as a fetish producer, I must now make it happen. <laughs> Uh, so, so Jacqueline has that that same approach where she would she and I will watch a movie and there'll be a chloroform scene, right? Uh -huh. And there's a girl really pretty gets chloroformed and then it cuts away to like some artistic shot of like her legs kicking and then they go limp and then the next thing you know she's being carried away in the shadows, and it's a beautiful shot. But Jacqueline will just stop it and go pause that shit. <laughs> what was that they didn't even show her face I couldn't see her eyes rolling yep. like you couldn't hear what sound she was making they were playing some piano music over it yep and so I think that's kind of what for me it's like they didn't even take her shoes off what the fuck <laughs> or like with me it's kind of like the whole um why are the dogs going crazy um so yeah, you'll see like two girls in a movie, and it's been set up the entire film that they're gonna—they're at odds with each other. Like one's a badass spy, the other one's like the evil henchwoman, and they finally feed, they meet, and the fight's like a minute long, and it's horrifyingly mm -hmm. bad. Quick cuts, bad choreography. Girls can't punch. Yeah, and the girl like the uh, the bad girl gets weren't directed. Yeah, the bad girl gets pushed into like a pit or something, and that's the last thing you see of her. And me as a uh, a fight fetishist or a combat fetishist. I'm mm -hmm. just like, what happened? No, there's supposed to be like a knockout, and maybe you can pin her for ten minutes. There should have been. I know. There. Where are the? Where are the? I just in the hair pulling and the, uh, and yeah, the, and, and and the solid the solid punches. I want to see. I want to be mm -hmm. convinced that these girls are totally badasses. Mm -hmm. I want to see. I want to see the body slams and the spinning kicks and. Yeah, meanwhile, the guys get like the 10 minute fight scene. Yeah. And, uh, good yeah. example. <laughs> um, the, well, good good example, not so good a movie. Uh, the first G.I. Joe. Oh, okay. Where, uh, my where... brain forgot that one. <laughs> Intentionally. <laughs> my brain just purged it. It's like there's certain things you need to remember till the day you die. This is not one of them. Yeah, well, we're going to bring back this painful memory. Okay, let's do it. And uh, the scene where Scarlet and the Baroness are fighting. What the fuck? <laughs> I forgot what even happens. Like, can you set it up? No, the, no, that no, you didn't forget anything. It was there was no fight. It, yeah, it was momentary. It was it was over that fast, and oh, it was no. really really uneventful. If they had given me half of what they did with Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, mm. I would have. That was pretty awesome. I'd have ate it. That was a great fight. Mm -hmm. But they yeah. decided not to go that route with the ladies, and I was just like, come on. Mm -hmm. But like what you mentioned with the whole missed opportunities thing is like my teenage brain when watching the same thing you're talking about, you've got this guy who's supposed to be this completely evil badass thing or that. He gets the good girl and he ties her up in a chair or whatever. He's not going to at least peek. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Like the guy's a 
bad guy. And he's got a gorgeous superheroine tied up. I mean, nothing? Well, you know, these, really? are, the, these are the same guys who forget to tie the legs all the time. True. True. <laughs> I mean, like the opening scene in the, uh, with the, the Avengers. With the Avengers. Right, yeah. I'm just like, you, you, how, you know who you have here, right? Yeah. And, and, and you don't have her ankles or her legs tied. That's a good point. Okay, whatever happens to you from this point on is completely your <laughs> fault. <laughs> yeah, you're really a bad like, villain. Really you should, asked yeah. for it. You might as well be wearing a shirt that says plot device. <laughs> so the uh, so so let's go back. So you um you were looking at stuff online that was already, in your opinion, had been done better or had already been done. And mm-hmm. so you you're very well done. And your initial approach was what was your initial vision? I knew it involved the superheroines. I actually started out with like the the super spy aspect because um, I didn't know how to do special effects. Yeah, it's a lot easier. I so. didn't I didn't have good I didn't have access to good costumes. And one thing that um, I knew I wanted from having looked at the people who inspired me, uh, like for example, like Jim Weathers, mm-hmm. um, Diana Knight, Christina Carter. Yeah, of course. Great looking costumes. Cinematic level costumes, mm-hmm. and I was like, if I can't deliver that, I'm not. I'm gonna have to wait. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to, you know, let the business make some money and then build up a stockpile of things and gather resources and everything to see where they're getting these or who's making them, what have you. Makes sense. So I started out with like the super spy thing, and I had a. Uh, after a while, I developed a uh, character for myself to be in the videos, but um, I didn't want to be just another in the uh, in tickling fetish. That would be my dog, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, you letting him in? What do you mean? We're trying to get him in the office quietly, and they're just standing there. <laughs> Okay, this is the kind of stuff that made podcasts right. But okay, rewind. What was um, in Tickling Fetish, the the guy in the mask thing is like an old standby. Okay. Um, and no, I'm not at all into tickling. So you, if you want to explain that, further. it's 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 often the producer, and they usually have a regular job or some kind of mainstream ties where they can't show their face, but it's kind of a cliche. Yeah. Because it's just a guy in a mask. Yeah. So I was like, well, at the time I was working doing a uh, doing a stunt show, mm-hmm. and it was a family show, so it was best to not show my face at the time. But I said, okay, there needs to be a reason aside from I have this other job that I can't show my face. There has to be um, a character, some kind of. Um, some kind of mysterious avatar that actually has a story within the context yeah, so of what there, there might doing. be a physical reason why he can't show his face. Exactly. So, like like a snake eyes. Yeah. 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 Um, that, that was kind of he was one of my uh, was one of my inspirations. Uh, the character uh, the Tickleanti. Oh, that's what that. How you, okay, I was trying to figure out how to pronounce that. Tickleanti. Uh, that's yeah, awesome. Take tickle and vigilante and yes. slam them together. <laughs> that's what Tickleanti hero. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, so that that was how you started was was that particular character. Mm-hmm. He started uh, he started out as a super spy with a with the typical character with the past that he doesn't quite remember remember or know everything about. And 
as the uh, as both the story and the business and the finances develop, um, find out that he has powers and that he's actually part demon. Okay, that, so then but you it's, get... but, it's, but it's all but at the same time it's all very tongue in cheek. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's not like yeah, I and mean, that's the way we do do it here as well. Like yeah. we never really. I mean, even the most dramatic performances have are very much like that. Very much tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we'll do dramatic, especially if the guys really want it to be realistic, but we still, there's certain lines we don't cross because we don't want it to be too, you know, we don't want blood coming out of no orifices or anything, which is okay if that's what you're into. There's companies that, that do really realistic fist fights and they make a lot of money doing it. And but we talked about that at FetishCon too, yeah. as far as that being, being a line that we didn't want to cross because we wanted to have that, that comic book camp and that not taking yourself too seriously mm -hmm. aspect very true to the work that we do but it looks like because you created that character and, and that character started having powers and kind of evolved to the point where you're like okay I can start turning it into a, a superheroine based yes. storyline yes. so now instead of just fighting girls that are spies um, now you're fighting girls that are have powers and stuff yes. like that so how, how did that evolve was it just one of those things where one day you said you know what this guy's gonna have powers, and we're suddenly gonna be, you know, we're gonna have fucking Black Canary show up. Well, what mm. happened is I started, uh, I started having superheroines and supervillainesses show up, mm -hmm. and then it occurred to me, I was like, um, am I gonna let, am I gonna let him be completely out of his depth, or is there going to be, is there going to be something that happens story wise? Mm -hmm. Since I haven't completely fleshed out his past, that's going to explain why. Yeah. Why he's going? Why he? Why, how and why he's going to be able to deal with? Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, that's that's great because then you just have this long running character that can kind of uh, evolve along with the stories, and um, that's yeah, that's fantastic. So yeah, so did you just say like screw it? I'm going to learn how to just do effects on my own. And uh, I actually have my mentor, uh, James Dark. A mm -hmm. uh, fellow tickling producer and one of uh, one of uh, one of very very few who puts tons into probably even more work mm -hmm. into his productions than I do. Actually, taught me how to do special effects. Mm. And what um, I don't think I even asked this, but what was it, what year did you start? I started shooting in two thousand nine. Okay, and then we started doing. Effects work and stuff in 2013, 14. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you've been at it. So yeah, three, four years now like, mm -hmm. doing the effects, and like I'm just now starting to get into it myself. It's it's if you enjoy if you enjoy the editing process, it's great. Mm -hmm. If you don't enjoy the editing process, don't go anywhere near <laughs> doing effects because you'll you'll be there for days. Yes, it's, it's torture. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, and like the thing is, I I do practical effects, so I'll do a lot of stuff like flash cuts and like speeding mm -hmm. up the camera and like throwing in filters so it looks like something you know, like eyes are red and stuff like that. But when mm -hmm. it comes to like the more intense, like you showed me a clip of one of your girls doing this awesome banshee thing where you see like the 
you know, the, the sounds coming. Oh, like, yeah, uh, Black, Black Canary versus yeah, Electra. Yeah. yeah, and I thought that was kind of awesome, and I was just like, there's no way I could sit down and do it, even though I love editing. I do love editing, but I just don't have the time. Like, we, we shoot so many videos that I'm just like, I God, if I, if I did, like, one video per month, like, let's say someone like Alice Bettinger, who runs, mm-hmm. like, you know, he does... The old Paris Kennedy videos? He does, like, two or three primary them. sites. Yeah. And it's, like, a boxing site, pro wrestling site, and I think the other one might be the superhero site. Yeah. And then he has, like, one video per site that he releases I think once a month or once every a month and a half but they're huge productions and yes. he, he's like me he does a lot of like set different angles lots of cuts mm-hmm. lots of repeated yeah, but he's even I think he's even more into it than I am in terms of like how many different takes he'll do yeah. so I'll have girls go like you're like Alex Benger with less takes <laughs> <laughs> honey is there water running in the back? Fountain, yeah that'd be great it just sounds like someone's peeing very <laughs> gently in the background Maybe there it is. <laughs> well, it is, it is a fetish podcast. Wait a second. Um, <laughs> it's my pee gam. <laughs> All right, we're back. Had a little bit of a break there. Uh, like I said, chaotic podcasts are the best, but we were just talking about the idea of effects work, and uh, Phil was talking about how if you really enjoy your editing, do it. Uh, if not, it's hell, and I do agree. Um, I have my own like guy who does it, and he spends... I think I did a lightsaber scene and he spent like a day just doing like this one minute like just rotoscoping and hitting oh, yeah. it. Yeah. And it's, it's oh, yeah. I would love to learn how to do it and do it but the thing is we we release like a lot of customs. Like, we do we get a lot of custom requests. We're constantly shooting and if I just held back and released one a week or one a month it would probably kill our <laughs> our income. I hear you because <laughs> I, I do five new releases a week. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even even with me doing the effects, there is a point where I have to say, okay, how long is this actually going to be on screen? Or do I need to do this effect in great detail for the time that it's going to be on screen, considering that this has to be out at a certain time so that it can make money? Yeah. Um, in a perfect world, I would have <clears throat> a team of... Yeah. yeah, I would have a team of effects guys cranking this stuff out like crazy. And that really is where I would pay the money. Because, like, I, you know what? When I see movies and there's, like, um, you look at the credits and it's, like, the caterer to the caterers or, like, you know, the, the best grips, assistance, you know, ball. Hairdresser. Ball. Yeah. And you're, like, what the fuck? Like, and, and <laughs> you're on set. Like, I'm, I'm moving lights myself. I'm moving and changing mm-hmm. locations. I'm doing white balances. I'm making sure that... Continuity is preserved with props, and here you have people who paid millions of dollars to just get people to kind of do that when you can do it yourself. Yeah. But when it comes to special effects, I'm like, I will totally pay somebody to do that for me because yeah. I just don't have the time. As much as I would love to have the time, I just don't. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that you are able to. I'm glad that that's great because it gives you more control over your product. I have to. I have to be very. I have to be very picky about the episodes that are effects heavy, because I know. I know when I shoot them, this probably isn't going to be out for a long time. So I have to make sure I have stuff to pad in between. Uh, like the uh, the last episode of uh, one of our, I think our longest running series, uh, Legends of the Dark Plume. Mm. It's the uh, the Tickle series. Um, <clears throat> in the uh, season finale, um, his demon half takes over. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... Uh, he He's uh, fighting. Uh, it's actually an episode with Carrie Spectrum. Oh wow! Where she plays a uh, and and 
plays one of the Red Lanterns, one of one of the Rage Red Lanterns. Nice. And uh, she sets her she sets her power mm-hmm. battery to self destruct to destroy yeah. the city. So and you have to. I, I I have to find I have to find a way to, to stop it. Or, oh or, no, I'm thinking effects wise. I mean, did you have to make it look like you blew up the city or something like that? Um, I I did have to make it look like I destroyed the Red Lantern battery. Okay. And in doing so, the rage released from the Red Lantern battery being destroyed brings out his demon hand. Ah. And there's this whole like transformation thing with lightning and fire, and I've got horns and everything, and it's just like. Just doing what turned out to be, I think, uh, maybe. You don't hear that too? I hear it. <laughs> maybe 15, 20 seconds on, uh, on video took 16 hours. Good lord, man. <laughs> in, the, in the editing chair. And I was just like, oh my god. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. We're a little bit under interference. I'm not sure why. Like I said, maybe we're about to get hit by that meteor. Um, Could be. Hold on. Let's take a look here. This is ridiculous. This has never happened before. <laughs> Holy shit. I make, I, I make electrical things do weird. I know. Is that what it is? It could be. It's my mutant power. I know. So 20, how many hours? 16 hours. Jesus. 16 hours, and I think it was maybe on maybe about 20 seconds worth of video. That's crazy. And that was before, that was that was after I'd already done, I can't even remember how many hours, doing a uh, battle between uh, Red Lantern and Green Lantern. You know, this is, the, the the fetish stuff with the tickling, yeah, that's easy. Easy. That's the easy part. And I think that's, well, that, that is indicative, uh, you know, as to how much we put ourselves into the product. Like, you know, I, I do tons of, of customs and, and like a lot of you know I actually it's got to the point now where when I started <clears throat> I did as many customs as I could mm-hmm. because you're trying to build the business and you're trying to get the income flow yes and I've been doing it since sorry my first fan, fan site was like 98 and then 2001 is when we started kind of filming our own Jeez. stuff like it was like but it was like you know filming in a in a living room on comforters you know I didn't have mats I didn't have outfits like girls would bring I, I would do lingerie shoots because we didn't have bikinis we just didn't own bikinis so mm-hmm. uh, girls didn't have a lot of girls didn't have bathing suits so they would just be like hey I'll just bring over my my black lingerie and so for a while it looked like I was heading in that direction of like doing adult stuff because we even did face sitting at the beginning we did lingerie matches crotch mm-hmm. grabbing stuff like that which is all great, but other people have been doing it for a while. So I, right. I was almost heading in that direction of like, this is going to be somebody who's kind of like X, Y, Z, but not as polished or not as good. Um, and so I decided to, after a while, to not do that anymore. But um, but yeah, so it, it is one of those things where like after a while you go like, I don't want to take this custom. So you can say no. Yeah. 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 Or I don't want to do this because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Or even worse, it's boring. You know, you just go like, I don't want to do a 30-minute video where a girl's nostrils flare after a sleeper hold, you know? You know it's, funny. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because I actually tweeted yesterday uh, talking about uh, having one last custom slot available for, for Jackie and for Lucy Perry. Mm-hmm. And I said, get it before I decide to hog it to myself, mm-hmm. which, you know, um, that tra- that excuse me, that ship has sailed. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's all mine oh see and that's that's the other Which, thing because yeah and that's the other thing is as producers uh, we both have that and this is something that we really don't talk discuss a lot with with a lot of models because 
and that's something we'll get to. I, I like the idea of this being about what we're into, but also other people's fetishes. But in this mm -hmm. case, it really is close to what we're into because we, as producers slash fetishists slash actors in our own videos and stuff like that, and administrators of our own website, we you do get to that point where you're like, maybe I don't want my last shoot to be your custom. Maybe I want to have, yeah. I have this idea floating around my head where maybe this girl is this character. Maybe this girl can destroy her with this. And you, you kind of think of it and you geek out a little bit. You go like, I could totally make this work. Very much so. But when someone inter intercedes and goes like, well, I'd rather you, can you please do this custom where they just bear hug each other for 20 minutes? And I'm like, that, that would be an easy custom to do. Yeah. But it would not be as interesting as what I have floating around in my brain. So part of you goes, I'll dig into my pocket and I'll pay for it. Well, especially too, especially too, if you have uh, what I like to call premium talent, when you have talent that they've got a certain look, they've got a certain skill set, they've got a certain chemistry with you when you're working together, mm -hmm. and you don't want it to and, go to waste, and, and, yeah. and and you don't want to put the super hot latex model. In shorts and flannels. There you go. Yeah. That's I, Jacqueline has done this one custom. You know, it, uh, ja and she'll probably yell at me for telling this story, but like there was a custom she did for several. And I've seen the custom. Whoever does these customs, and more power to you, whoever you are, sir or lady. Um, most likely, sir. Um, uh, <laughs> it's not like a woman out there just like ordering customs. It's not going to happen. That's, no, a, that's no. a unicorn right there. Seriously. It's like fucking shoot it on sight and <laughs> hang it up on your Mama. wall. Who's that on your wall? That woman actually ordered customs from us. But no, so the uh, the custom is you get these two beautiful girls, um, and they do a, a machine gun or a, video, a handgun custom. And like, mm -hmm. I actually started liking that because it was toy guns, yeah. and, and there was no blood. It was very playful. So yeah. it was just kind of like reminded me of when I was a kid, like playing cops and robbers with like mm -hmm. my cute female friends. We were like 13, 14 years old. We were all kids. Mm -hmm. But it takes you back to those like playful moments like, oh, you got me. Oh, and they fall down and pretend to be dead. And then they get up and do another scene. And it becomes this kind of a game. So that's really cute. And then the guy wanted them to wear backwards baseball caps, fucking full like, like, like I think it was jean shorts, a t-shirt, and sweaters tied around their waist. Uh, and like these little flimsy um, sneakers. And every time they would get murdered or shot with a machine gun, his thing was like the sneaker would fly off the foot or something like that. Um, and <laughs> okay. I, like I said, as, okay. a fe as someone who has fetishes uh, or as someone who at the, at the very least is well versed in them, like I understood. I get it. it. I get it. But I just found it so unsexy. And I'm thinking like, oh man, you could have easily done like more of like, you know, I'd tell Jacqueline, like, would you rather do like a nice sexy spy girl thing where like, you guys strip each other down to your underwear and then like you can do some knockouts there, some carries, some butt shots, you know, make it sexy. Mm -hmm. She's like, I know, but I got to do this custom. And so it would end up being like a lot of like girls getting shot while wearing pretty much what looked like, you know, almost like a, like a snow outfit. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and like I said, to the guy who orders the customs, I, this is your thing and I totally uh, respect it. It's just, I, as a producer slash you know, someone who's into it, you do, you've reached those there's, points where you're like, there's talent. There, there, <laughs> do I want to do this? There's talent that I don't mind doing stuff like that with. Mm -hmm. And then there's talent where I'm just, where I honestly do think that it's beneath them. <laughs> Even if they don't. 
even even if the talent doesn't think it's beneath them, I'm just like, there are so many other ways I could be using you. Right yeah, now. yeah. I'd, it, it's like... Um, <laughs> that sounded a little bad, but okay. <laughs> well, no, no. I, it, <laughs> I'm not. No, you had a good voice on that, though. Oh, okay. There's so many other ways I could be I using you right now. Sit on your knees, that kind of shit. You know, but I mean, it's 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 like it's like hiring Jet Li to choreograph a slap fight. Ooh, that's a really good analogy. It's a, it, it's. I'm just, usually the king uh, of analogies. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's really good. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, that's how it comes. Yeah, out it's like me. getting Julia Child to pour you cereal in the morning. It's you know? bingo. It's like, bingo. Bitch can cook. Why are you making her poor cereal? Like yeah. it's yeah, and so uh, and like I said, it's nothing against people who have the fetishes. They have every right to go whatever company's gonna yes. do it for them. Um, and so we, uh, you know, th- so we, there is that fork in the road we reach as producers who also enjoy the content. Mm-hmm. Is when do you say yes to a custom? When do you say no? Do you do you always leave a little spot open for something you want to try, or have there been days where it's just custom work? I've. Had days where it's just custom work. Fortunately, a lot of my fans, excuse me, a lot of my a lot of my customers, mm-hmm. a lot of my supporters, we we, we came we came from the same place. Mm-hmm. They are into what I'm into because either because they've had similar experiences in life with certain media, sci-fi, comic books, TV, what have you, yeah. or because they just did what I'm doing because there really isn't anyone else really doing it. So, uh, which is amazing because I mean, when you when you told me what you did, I was like, wow, shit, that I I, I must have seen this out there at some point, mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't recall that somebody was mixing uh, superhero and spies, combat, and also the added uh, aspect of tickling. The tickling, yeah. Um, so let me let's go back to that because I think that's one of the things our our, our listeners have, have grown fond of is the idea of, of where things begin and how they you know how they form. Mm-hmm. So obviously we talked about you watching shows when you were a kid, stuff like Batman and then like eventually Wonder Woman, I'm sure. And oh yeah, yeah, stuff like the Avengers and even when my buddy was talking about like you know uh, GI Joe and stuff like that. Um, so that obviously lends itself to the superhero aspect. I'm sure the spandex, yes. the look, the sound, the feel. Where did tickling come in? Um, Cause to me, it's not, it's not that it's, it's, what? it's not that it's so deviated from what, you know, superhero theme, but it's just, uh, it's so interesting that that came in as well. So like what, what happened? What, what, what were the roots of that? If you don't mind talking about uh, the roots, I, I had a, I've had a foot fetish ever since I was a wee lad. Oh, okay. And see, we didn't talk about that yet. Yeah. <laughs> and one one of the things one of the things that I would do when I was in grade school uh, to flirt with girls is I tickle their feet. Aha. Yeah. Because you know when you've got the girl sitting in front of you who's like you know always slipping in and out of her shoes. That was that was a big deal for me. Oh, I believe it. That was a huge deal for me, and. It was it was a way for me to one flirt with them, two in a in, in an innocuous way punish them for teasing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then I thought, you know, it'd be you know really cool if like you know, um, Batman Catwoman ties up Batgirl and tickles her, or or vice versa because you know 
Because why not? Because yeah. because the bad girl always deserves it, and in my videos, even uh, the bad girls always get it, like worse than everybody else. And, and that's also, I think, that's that's a that's a big deal too. I would say because uh, we had, and this is just a quick tangent. But yeah, I had a in our see pro wrestling is a little different because pro wrestling you'd always want the bad guy to come out and destroy the good guy because mm -hmm. you know the good guy would be this obnoxiously happy you know like <laughs> high-fiving everybody on the way to the ring wearing like a bright pink number and yeah. you're like all right and then out would come the undertaker and you're like oh man and you want the heel to smash that him. guy's gonna fucking get pile driven through the through the floor yeah um and so that extended over to how i do stuff where it's mm -hmm. like we'd have like someone like Amazing Kong come by. And there's no way I'm gonna have Amazing Kong lose to anyone. Like not even a truck. Like I can, <laughs> it's like not even gonna happen. Uh, and so in my brain, I thought of those old classics. You know, the, the, the girl comes in, she's wearing like, I think we'd have had Sumiko wear like a white bikini with like white knee pads <laughs> and white boots. She was the ultimate, the girl in white. She was the uh -huh. good girl. And she'd be happy and bubbly and it would always be like, that. I'm so happy to wrestle Amazing Kong. And, right behind comes in the run-in she comes in and just beats the fucking spit out of this poor, <laughs> poor so that psychology i think is fantastic because we had a mm -hmm. fan of ours i forgot his name but he was one of the few guys who loved to see the heels lose mm -hmm. so he would do these matches where it would be sumiko versus sapphire who's one of our big heels and sapphire would get an early lead but then sumiko would just start outwitting her and by the end nailing these big moves on sapphire and sapphire could sell her ass off so nice. she would lose and people flipped out over that too because it was this weird thing like man i'm always used to seeing her win holy shit she's losing like and then that would call to them but the fact that you're doing it the way that you're doing is very interesting because uh, that, that's rare i'm assuming it is because uh especially in tickling mm -hmm. it's always the uh the quote-unquote weaker or more submissive or smaller person, woman, a lot of times uh, being tickled by someone who's larger, more aggressive, or more dominant. And to me, it was always more interesting to say, well, what if the bad girl gets it? Mm -hmm. And like, what if, like, what if she, like, is even more susceptible to it than the good girl? <laughs> you know, especially especially in the cases of like um, like super villainesses, uh, super villainesses, um, the old school like uh, film noir femme fatales who are like always mm -hmm. always have their shit together, yeah. and to just see someone like that just completely undone by being tied up and have her, having her feet tickled was something that no one else was doing, and so I said, oh, you know. I, that's great. This is what I'm going to do right here. And as a result, I've worked with a lot of doms. And people ask me, and sometimes I ask them about that, and it's just like, I'll tell you what, um, they are, all the doms that I've worked with mm -hmm. have been some of the easiest people to have on set. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had the same experience. Just fantastic to work with. Take direction really easily, run with the scene really easily, and just make the whole shoot that much better. I had um, <clears throat> I had a few girls like that. Uh, Sarah Diavolo was one of them, mm -hmm. um, and I was funny because her boyfriend at the time was like, "She'll work with you, but she won't lose to anybody," because she had carved out this bratty princess persona, and so mm -hmm. she had this thing where she's like, "I'm not. She's not going to lose to anybody," mm -hmm. and I. 
I mean, I didn't. I had a problem with it initially because I was like, "Well, that's weird." Uh, but then I thought about it. And I'm like, "Okay, I understand. She's trying to cultivate this image and, and so right. on and so forth." And uh, but then by the time she made it down here, I guess she changed her mind because she was like, "You know what? If you want to just make me lose, that's fine." And mm-hmm. so I did a couple of matches where she dominated, but mostly because she's so cute, petite. Yes, she's got a baby face. Yes, like, she does. come on, you know, like. And you're, you're, I'm stacking her against like our big, powerful girls. And I'm like, you're going to get thrown around and your ass kicked. And she's like, let's do it. So we did it. Mm-hmm. And she was so good at it. And uh, Bonfire is another amazing oh, wow. dom who, um, she's, I think she left the business. So she just recently, yeah. uh, she's yeah. become a um, skydiver, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, she's uh, my favorite skydiver in the world. And I only know one. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and she's awesome. I love she her. But yeah, she's another one of those girls that she, I mean, I, shit, she's like 6'3", mm-hmm. you know, so I'm having her beat up girls left and right, and she's having a blast doing it, but then one day I had this match where someone said, I want to see Bonfire lose, and it was, I think it was Jacqueline uh, and this other girl, Ivy, who sneak attack her, mm-hmm. and I go, Bon, you're going to lose today, and she's like, what? And I go, yeah, these two girls are going to just basically trick you, manhandle you, put you in all these really horrific chokes and stuff like that, and she's like, oh yeah. Let's do it. Because it was this mental vacation for them. Because like yeah. you think about it, you day in and day out, you're doming people out, you're stepping on people's faces, you're getting your feet worship, you're you're talking down to the world, and then suddenly somebody gets to put you in a position where you're the submissive one. Like it's a mental vacation. Oh yeah, exactly. So I'm sure that's why they were like, oh yes, totally. <laughs> because honestly, honestly, one of the things I do when I'm uh, when I'm looking for new talent or looking to work with someone who I've never worked with before, mm-hmm. is I usually pitch to people who I expect to say no. Mm-hmm. Oh, how do you think I work with Amazing Kong? Yeah, because God, <laughs> because God knows in this business... What's the worst that could happen? If you're not used to rejection, you won't last long. You will not last long. And one of the first people I approached... That's very true. One of the first people I approached was Jean Bardot. Oh, Wow. And, you know, I, I have a pitch where I outline everything so that the ladies know what they're shooting What's, and, what they're getting and into, yeah. everything, including video previews and stuff like that. And okay, go ahead. fully, fully expected her to say, oh, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And she came back with yes. And I was That's just, awesome. I jaw hit the ground because it was like my first year. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's great. And I've heard of her. She's beautiful. And when she is an incredible performer she's gorgeous and she i'm not sure there's much that she can't do and and it was absolutely hysterical oh man that's the best um like i said i've worked with some of my shit i worked with one of my heroes uh or at least she was like one of those girls i grew up watching like uh, uh hollywood you know, I always wanted to work with her. Yeah, so she's, you know, I grew up watching her on Glow, and it's not something I would ever say to her because it just feels like, hey, I, I grew up watching you. It's kind of a, you know, you feel bad a little bit. Like, I remember I went to uh, Dragon Con and I ran into Mark Singer there, uh-huh. and uh, and I was like, Mark Singer! And he's like, hey! And I go, I swear to God, the first thing that came out of my mouth was like, my mom loves you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was thinking when I said that, but I, because my mother, I remember my one of my things, my, my mom would watch Beastmaster with me, uh-huh. and she was like, "Look at that guy, that's a man. Oh my god, he's he's very pretty, he's gorgeous, he's handsome. Why can't you look like that, honey?" Talking to my dad, uh-huh. you know, and they'd laugh about it. So it was stuck in my head, and I saw Mark Singer, and I love Beastmaster. I, yeah. I should have yeah. opened with that. Yeah. Hey man, I love Beastmaster. I'm a big fan. By the way, me and my mom used to watch it together, and she thought you were just 
the bee's knees. And instead, I'm like, my mom loved you. Like, it's just, oh, man. <laughs> so when you say that about, like, Hollywood, it's like, oh, yeah, I grew up watching you. And it didn't sound right. So I remember I contacted her through email, and I was just like, I'm a huge fan. I'm developing my own website. Eventually, I would love to be able to ask you to come work for me. And, and mm-hmm. then we, we chatted a bit, and we got along. We did a phone interview um, where I did, like, basically I recorded the call and, like, typed it out to put it up on the site. Mm-hmm. And she had a good time doing that. And then many years later, we actually shot together, and it was such a great match. Like, we've yes. shot at least six or seven times since then. And, like, well, she wants to come back at some point. But uh, she's fucking fantastic. And, yeah, um, I would love to work with her. Oh, she's, she's a legend. She's so good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so, um, you had, so all your fetishes came together, mm-hmm. you had your, your heroines, your spies, you had your, the outfits, uh, and the tickling and stuff like that. Now I haven't actually watched one of your videos, which I should have done. I should have done some research, but because we were so like cutting it close to the, you know, yeah. I was like, uh, so the structure, do you have a, a specific structure that you follow for your videos? Just because it's just what people have grown to love? There is a formula. Mm-hmm. There is definitely a formula. Are there are, there are several formulas. Um, What's your most popular one? The the most prevalent one I would say is uh, female female scenario, mm-hmm. uh, good girl, or less bad girl than the other girl. Yeah. <laughs> than the other girl <laughs> um, has a confrontation with primeval, and. Uh, there might be a fight, or there might be a booby trap, or something. Yeah. Um, if it's a booby trap, it's 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 usually something comical. So is it like a like a, a boxing glove in a box kind of thing, or? Um, I, I will do that one day. <laughs> sleeping uh, gas. I, 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 it's, it's usually sleeping gas. Okay. Um, or or sometimes it's like a. Uh, it'll since it's uh, a lot of foot fetish. It'll be uh, it'll be in a room where it's sound sensitive, so they have to take their shoes off. Oh. And the floor will be of course they do the floor right the floor <laughs> the floor will be electrified oh that's good too or um or or there'll be um like a lot of smoke covering up a, a mouse trap or something like that nice. something seriously you know Warner Brothers Roadrunner booby mm-hmm. trap kind of thing I like that and uh, then she gets tied up and tickled and somehow eventually manages to get loose or catch up with the other with with the the batter girl and mm. tickle her. And it's usually it's usually an, an interrogation scenario where there's like some kind of top secret info or a code or something. Where yeah, it's all there's the, the MacGuffin. Yeah, there's the, the MacGuffin. Yeah, <laughs> oh it is. My God. It's the MacGuffin. It's the uh, where are the files? You know exactly. Where's exactly. the briefcase? You know, it's always there's a, that that one thing that is. Um, Always inanimate, you yes. know. Uh, I mean, it could be it could be it could be a person too. It's like you know, where you have my sister hidden. Yeah. Mostly, it's it's like usually it's we do the flash drive. Uh-huh. You know, back in the day when I was a young one, uh, we used to do the uh, I'll put it on CD. Like it was like a, like a blank CD. Like mm-hmm. here's the information, and now it's like you know. I uh, actually I, I actually have folders made up with mm-hmm. like insignias and you know Ooh. it says top secret. Top secret, or, yes, or classified, or something. Which you would never put on something that was actually classified. No, you absolutely not. But you know, it's 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 the old sight gag thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a uh, a popular organization of mine in these is a uh, is a group called the Pluminati. Nice. And so it's 
usually something with them or your headset just hates you. It does. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's yeah. hissing at you. I think, um, I think I have I think I have latent mutant electrical powers. Yeah. Oh, that's a right. <laughs> a shitty power. <laughs> You're not even making anything explode. It's I just know, like it's just, I can cause uh, really can cause static. A slight static. Dis- <laughs> <laughs> Man, you get me next to a phone call, I will fuck that phone call up. <laughs> can you hear me now, bitch? Uh, sort of. Ah, oh, damn it. No, but this uh, is mildly annoying. Yes, um, and so uh, uh, in terms of the ratio between actual plot set up um getting the girl trapped and then obviously with the finale is the tickling um mm-hmm. how, what's the ratio is it like 50 50 like 50 percent set up 50 percent tickling or? actually it's about what i found is uh, average length of my videos about 14 or 15 minutes okay if i spend more than two minutes on setup on setup they're they're fast forwarding wow or, or, or i'm losing them some kind of way Unless it's something really interesting, unless it's a really kick-ass good fight, story, yeah. and something where there's a good amount of tease, mm-hmm. like you know, the taking off the, take shoes, off the shoes, yeah, yeah, then there's you're running the risk of losing them at that point because when a tickling fan buys a tickling video, he just wants to see they the want, yeah, they 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 don't want to get gypped with you know. Oh, this is a 15-minute video, and there's only seven minutes of tickling. What the fuck? You know what's funny about that? There's a, there's two aspects to that that I think are pretty hysterical. Like I have, like I said, I, I don't I I'm not a tickling fetishist at all. Mm-hmm. But I had to shoot uh, a tickling video for a couple of friends I've done it in the past. Um, mm-hmm. So my friend Tracy Jordan, it's up, Tracy. Uh, she's an amazing fucking model, uh, beautiful girl. Um, and we we did some trade. She did a Batgirl shoot for me where she I basically sweet. Did a thing in a ring where I, I had her tied up and I beat up Batgirl. Uh, just pile drivers, <laughs> body slams. And she does Batgirl like nobody. Like she just really nails the the, the, the persona and that. that yeah, whole, you mentioned that at Fetish Club. Yeah, the whole energy of being this like girl who knows what she's doing but still keeps getting in over her head kind of thing. I need to hit her up. She's fucking great. Uh, I'll have to show you some footage we shot with her. Okay. Uh, We'll do that. I think we'll do. I'll do a couple of trade things where I'll show you some stuff that I shot, and we can okay. go back and forth. But anyway, so um, we, we shot the video with her. She's like, "Can you shoot this? Can you film this for me? I'm getting. I'm playing. I'm playing Batgirl. I'm playing Batgirl, and I'm getting trapped. And then basically, I wake up, and it's like a one minute knockout scene. It's like chloroform. And then she wakes up, and she's tied to a couch, or she's tied up on a couch. And then mm-hmm. my friend Devin shows up, and she's the evil henchwoman who's trying to extract information from her and um and so she won't give it up because she's Batgirl mm-hmm. and so she takes off like uh I believe she if you took off her boots you could see the bare feet mm-hmm. and then she just started doing the tickling and also tickling her on the body as well mm-hmm. um and she did it so convincing that I honestly thought she was just very ticklish I mean mm-hmm. I think I don't know how much of it was acting mm-hmm. but she I it was weird it was like I almost started laughing just from the contact yeah. high of laughter. Yeah. And, uh, and she started laughing like really convincingly and I was just like trying not to fucking laugh and I, I kept it under control but it went on for a while and that blew me away because I was just like, God, how do you keep, girl, keep this up? It's part of the allure. Yeah. Um, is, is the laughter. One of the things that uh, one of the things that I tell girls because different different people have different reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, some people laugh. Some people scream. <laughs> so no. get, I'm sure some people get very violently no. squirmy. A mixture of the two is good if it's 
more laughter heavy. Yeah. When it becomes all screaming, it gets to be, I know it gets to be off-putting for the fans. Ah. It's also off-putting to shoot because if you're in, if you're in a location like a, like, like a home setting or apartment or whatever, um, there's the chance of having the police called on you depending on what the girl is screaming. Like uh, one of the, one of the no-no words on my set is help. No, God. Do not scream help, mm-hmm. for Christ's sakes. Yeah. You can scream just about anything else. But Damn you, Joker. Yeah, but don't, don't, don't ever say that because that's just like a... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, right, that's right up there with screaming rape. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. It, so I tell the girls, laughter is king. If you if you cannot scream, or if there is something that we can do to keep the reaction from being so emphatic that you have to scream all the time, please tell us. You know, if it means we have to go lighter on you, mm-hmm. great. As long as what's happening on camera looks good, and as long as you know you're not being injured. But yeah, just. <laughs> Do you ever? I, I remember Jacqueline's done tickling stuff in the past. I've driven her to shoots where you know she she gets tickled and everything, and like um, she's told me like there's uh, sometimes I just don't feel ticklish or like maybe that particular part of me isn't ticklish, but I have to convince the guy that I am like because these guys want reality and mm-hmm. they want realism. But there's some girls, and I hate to break it to you guys who are tickled. There's some girls who just are really good actresses. And, yes. and can really convey that yes. they're being tickled. And this maybe, is this, this is entertainment. Yeah, but it's porn. But there's porn some guys. Not, porn is not real. Just like there are some guys like me who will make combat look fake. Yes. Or no, sorry, look real while it being while it being yeah. And then guys will go like, oh my god, how did she survive after those three pile drivers? Like you know, they'll they'll throw themselves into it. They'll believe it. Yeah. Um, there's guys out there like you who you understand. There's some girls who just aren't very ticklish, and mm-hmm. like we have to make it look like you are. So if you can really act, then make just fucking sell the ticklish part to me. And if I believe it, then we can sell it. Um, but then there's, yeah, there's, uh, there's there, there there's something because I, uh, I met a guy. There's, there's a yeah. lesson that was uh, referred to me as a that was given to me as a fight instructor mm-hmm. and choreographer that applies to all this stuff. And the advice was, uh there's shit that's real and then there's shit that looks good mm-hmm. and sometimes the two share the same space sometimes they do sometimes they don't mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so yeah it's like well it's like pro wrestling you, you know, yeah you, you, you've got oh, shit you take a, a guy takes a DDT if he knows how to spike for it or post for it it's gonna look fantastic mm-hmm. however you get a guy against the corner or a girl and you chop her across the chest you want that pop yeah you want the crowd to scream woo you know, yeah. they want the Ric Flair on that one. Yeah. And some people will just eat it. They'll be like, fucking just hit me. Yeah. Uh, I've known girls that will come into my shoots, chests red and like pockmarked with blood. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck happened to you? I mean, I didn't know any better at the time. And she was like, yeah, I had a, I had a match last night, you know, uh, here in Georgia. And yeah, I told the girl to just fucking wail on me and I would wail on her. So they would do the whole back and forth chest shot blows the fucking crowd up mm. but then the next day you look at your chest and it's just destroyed and, and I'm like well then like someone did the Buddha's palm on you yep and I'm like I'm just gonna give you like a one piece cat suit to wear and just 
you know, put some bandages on it. They're like, no, it's okay. And I'm like, well, it's okay to you, but like now if you put you in a bikini, it's going to look like you have a map of Nicaragua on you. <laughs> <laughs> people are going to be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't like sending people away from my shoots marked up. Mm-hmm. No. No, That's another big thing is like I have that con and like you like it's Saturday or Sunday and a girl comes in to shoot with you and she just did like a fucking hardcore flogging bondage shoot. Yeah. 16,000 brews all over her legs and her ass and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, okay, so we're putting you in pants. Yeah, we're, putting you we're, in, we're, we're putting you in a cat suit. I'm Here we so go. glad I brought shiny tights. Yeah, exactly. So put three of those on right now and then... <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so 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 there is that fine line between like okay, I'm acting and then I am really ticklish. Yeah. Um, and there was one producer that I met up in uh, North. And uh, in, in in defense of all that, there are and then there are girls who are who are genuinely ticklish and make it look good on mm-hmm. camera. Yeah. And those those, those they don't do your, the scream. Those are your unicorns. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those are your stars. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And it, what's funny is I love well, the idea that fans can go like. Because they do it to me too. They're like, I can tell when it's real, and I can tell when it's fake. And I'm like, really? You you really can't. Really? Because and and you know how I can tell that they really can't. (laughs) Well, because you just because because I see them I see them um, like in forums, and they're praising other producers' work. With models who I know are are actresses, (laughs) and I'm just and I'm just like, (laughs) yep, okay, yep, yep, and. Yeah, like I said, I love I love our fans. They're they're fantastic, and obviously I I come from a different cut because like mm-hmm. nobody thinks that what I do is real, and if they do, God bless you because like if you really think I'm you I know hope, dropping yeah. girls on their heads, like it's not really it's not yeah right it's people are not walking limping out of here. Everyone's very very safe, and we're having a great time. But when it comes to stuff like grappling, for example, like yeah. I understand there's some people who have to really structure that safely because if you have to make it look real but simply you want anybody to get hurt yeah um and i know girls who can do that really well gia primo did a match with carrie spectrum here and they did a friendly i mean i sold it as a uh spoiler guys i sold it as a full-on grappling match but it was mm-hmm. just a sparring match mm-hmm. and uh and they were very safe and they knew exactly what lines not to cross with mm-hmm. the grappling they knew that if they felt pressure they should tap um and that was a very fr- it's like the way you would train at a, at a bjj class yeah but there's you promote it like this was an all out drop down drag out fight most yeah most m- most of your fans and supporters know when you're being dramatic mm-hmm. and the ones that don't well you know more power to them too but just for so yeah it's like that one wrestling just guy. for appreciating the work yes yeah, that run the, the wrestling guy you saw on the uh, the YouTube clip where it's like it's real to me damn it that guy it's the same fucking thing um, I think we're switching over to uh, to a Bordeaux. It's 2014. Sorry, guys, we're having a wine night. This is 2014 Bordeaux. You guys can hear it pour. It's delicious. Oh yeah. Uh, this is actually a really smooth wine. Okay. Um, so this is great, though. I, I really like the idea that we're not that I, I love talking to to models because I love getting their viewpoint on fetish. But because you are male and I am male, this is a bit of a different approach because mm-hmm. with us and. There's a bit of a differential between male producers and female producers to a degree. So, like, there's yes. a, I've noticed, and please, if you guys think I'm generalizing, don't. Just stop. Don't write your letter. Just put down the email fucking <laughs> app. Get off the keyboard. Get off the keyboard. But there is, a, between female and male producers, a bit of a, a difference in terms of their approach to production and what they think is going to sell. So, like, I'm not going to name any names because we know so many producers in the area. 
or in in, in this genre. Mm-hmm. But so I know plenty of film producers who 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 do the. I'm just gonna get a shit ton of customs. I'm gonna plow through them, do them six, seven, eight, nine, ten shoots for that one day. I'm gonna get the girls paid. I'm out of here. I'm gonna edit the thing, put it out there. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a very feminine uh, approach to fetish because a lot of females, as I found out, I wouldn't say they don't have fetishes, but not as many do. Which I like. I said, if I, you think I'm generalizing? Very true. Because as models, mm-hmm. as models. Many of them shoot so many fetishes they don't. that you could not possibly, realistically, expect them to be into all of them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, their producer at least has a rudimentary understanding yeah. of the psychology behind them and can direct the models to portray that on camera and I know I know several female producers who do uh, mm-hmm. and I will name a name on this one my friend Carrie Spectrum yes ja- Jacqueline, Jacqueline Velvets uh, Carrie uh, we spoke on a previous podcast and we've spoken on text and just talked about it on the phone Carrie understands why certain things are sexy to certain customers yeah and they have over the years become slightly sexy to her not mm-hmm. so much that it's a fetish but she's like oh maybe I do like being put in this position or maybe I do like playing this role and the, the psychology becomes attractive and so a lot of girls are like oh I get to lose today to this mm-hmm. beautiful woman yeah oh, fuck yeah, I'll do yeah. or I get to dominate this girl and entire up or I get to just you know worship this girl's feet or vice versa it's funny um, one of the one of the doms that I work with Lydia Supremacy good name um, god damn she it, the glory. Ladius Supremacy Lydia, Lydia oh they said Ladius oh no no no. I thought it was like a like a like like gladiator oh no <laughs> I am Ladius Maximus Supremacist <laughs> no uh, that's still good though that's still a good name uh, Lydia Supremacy gorgeous mm-hmm. Asian dom Lydia Supremacy and um she is uh like one of the only things she's willing to switch for is tickling and I asked her about that it's like why is that and um, because a lot of the work that I do is is uh, female female, even though there's a good getting to be a good bit of MF now. Um, MF means male female. Oh yeah, yeah. You uh, <laughs> there's yeah. gonna be a whole lot of motherfuckers in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked her. So many, too many motherfuckers. I, I asked her, why are you why, why are you uh, switching out? Why, why, why are you switching for tickling? What 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 is, what is that exactly? I I need to know the uh, the mentality behind that. She goes. Because I get to have a hot chick all over me like that while I'm tied up, and I'm just like, noted. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was easy. It's like, and you go, congratulations for a split second. You thought like a man. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that is really, no, it is. It is that way. I mean, like, I had, uh, I did a video uh, with Tracy, Tracy Jordan, uh, once again. Uh, she's like, um, I want to do, I want to have you in this video. And it was just really kind of wild, not wild, but it was just, it was kooky. It was like two sisters. Um, Jacqueline and Tracy are like Jacqueline ends up being a secret agent who has a special chloroform that not only makes you sleepy it makes you horny <laughs> and she's trying to turn her sister on by by showing her the chloroform and how it works and how she could like and she puts on a gas mask so the uh-huh. thing is you have to wear a gas mask uh, so there's, obviously a, there's a gas mask fetish yep. and uh, the guy who wanted to see the scene once again if you're listening I'm not making fun of you dude it's just really funny to me uh, so he he uh, he has the girls wear the gas mask and Tracy gets all turned on by Jacqueline saying like, you know, all you have to do is get a guy and do this and you can have your way with him. And so I'm the boyfriend who storms in like, what's going on? You know, like, what the fuck is that? I'm supposed to be Tracy's boyfriend. 
So I was like, what's going on? And then Jackie puts me in a hand gag and then they, they chloroform me. <laughs> and the, oh my God, it's so good. So they chloroform me and I have to, and, and there's Tracy showing me her boobs and she's like, I'm supposed to be like, it's like getting all fucking like turned on by the boobs. And then Jacqueline spins me around and shows me her boobs and like Tracy's like, hey, that's my boyfriend. And she takes off her mask. So then she breathes the chloroform in and we're like, Jacqueline proceeds to basically knock us out and tease us. And it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. But I loved it because I was like, I have these two beautiful girls. One of them is my fiance, mm -hmm. all over me. But at the mm -hmm. same time, I am like you, the bad guy in my mm -hmm. movies. I, no one it's, ever it's, asked me to lose. It's funny. It's I'm not the bad guy. Well, no, but I'm not the bad guy. But you're the guy who's doing the tickling. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're perpet you're the perpetrator of the of the assault of the yeah. yeah yeah. And so like I and a lot of times I'm not the bad guy either. Thank you for pointing that out. A lot of times I'm just minding my own. Yeah. And then a girl comes up from behind me who wants to make a name for herself gives me a low blow which is dirty. <laughs> it's a dirty move. Funny. And she beats my ass, and then I suddenly, <laughs> I, I heroically find an opening, and, uh -huh. and, uh, and then I destroy her for being bad. Uh, <laughs> so I am doing the physical assault in terms of like the wrestling, in your case, it's the tickling. Uh -huh. But I do like to put myself as the, the good guy. I'm never like, mm -hmm. I, very rarely am I the guy who attacks for no reason, just for, yeah. you know, just because I, I think I like it that way. Yeah. Um, and I, so, yeah. I, I, even have, I even have one character, uh, my detective character, uh, Joe Jitsu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay, you get the joke. <laughs> Um, uh, he's he's a uh, he's a he's just a regular Joe. He, yeah, he's a, a film, fi, fi, film noir style detective. Um, Sam Spade kind of thing. Yeah, Sam uh, Sam Spade with martial arts skills. Yep. But has a psychological um, psychological disadvantage where it he cannot fathom hitting women. It is like the hardest oh. thing. It is the hardest thing in the world for him to do. But you're like, like you're like Russell Crowe and LA Confidentials. <laughs> yeah, but all his antagonists are female. <laughs> of course. So like you're kind of fucked. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So um, God, I, we just tangented out. We just spun out of the uh, out of the main road on this one. But uh, we so we're talking about being the guys. You know, you're, you're the, you're the right. So so my thing was for for a glorious. Two minutes straight, I pretended to be unconscious on camera, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> it was like you got a little glimpse of like heaven, of just getting to lay there and close your eyes and just pretend to be unconscious while other girls did things around you, yes. or or in my case, to you. Like, to you. Jacqueline was doing the whole like you know straddling me and like you know touching me, and I'm supposed to be completely unconscious, and then I could be her manhandling Tracy. And to me, it wasn't even sexy; it was just like a vacation. Yeah, and I suddenly felt that Dom thing. Like yeah, a Dom who shows up to your shoot and goes like, "Please just fucking just tie me up to yeah. something and tickle me." Yeah, I'm sick of this shit. And they're not sick of it, but it's more like I do this day. It's like I just need a break. It's like a lot of people, like a lot of Doms, have told me about their their clients mm -hmm. being people in very high positions of power. Exactly, a lot of high military exactly. guys. Exactly, and they generals, just, sergeants, and they just want a break. They just want to get stepped on. Yeah, because that's what they do. Yeah, day in and day out, they tell. People lower than themselves, how how much lower they are. Yeah, which it's a weird fucking phenomenon. How much like the dom world, the military is very much so. You just walk into a room and you call eighty dudes maggots, mm -hmm. and you tell them that they're lesser than dirt and they shouldn't even be good enough to worship your feet. And oh, you're yeah. like, where does that turn it? At what point does that turn into an exact recreation of a dom sub scene? You know, where it's like, don't even fucking look at me. You know, like you're not worth looking at me, and there's got to be that that element. I'm sure there's a lot of young boys who who got into being subs by being in the military. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt it, because it's 
it's something it's something that I've kind of said about the power dynamic mm-hmm. in general. And I've always I've always felt like it's always fluid. Mm-hmm. It never it never rests in one place all the time. It yeah. Can't. And it's never it black. Yeah, it's never that black and white either. No, yeah. never. <clears throat> because as because as human beings, if nothing else, we just get tired of it. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's funny because I'm I'm very much a type A personality. I don't come I don't refer to myself I don't refer to myself as a dumb. Because but you're very. But you do. You, you're. Would you consider yourself? I'm type A. Seriously. But, so not a switch at all. No. Yeah. You like to be in control. And, yeah. Okay. But I on on any day I can I can tell you on any day of the week that I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll fuss with my girlfriend saying you know I'm really tired of telling people how to do their jobs every day. I'm tired of having to call this person mm-hmm. on the phone or that person on the phone and have and and just just lay into them because they're not doing what they're supposed to. So do you ever, do you ever have those moments? I mean, and this is all your personal life. You can choose to to say no, but like, have you had those moments that I've, I mean, I I dated a girl a long time ago who was a dom and, um, I would watch her destroy guys, destroy mm-hmm. guys. I would go to sessions with her, and I would be the chaperone, and I would watch her do lot, like tapings for another, like Scissor Vixens or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And she would just eat these dudes up. And she was a BJJ girl. She was mm-hmm. fucking ripped. And then when it came to us being alone together, it was like a flick of the switch. Mm-hmm. She suddenly wanted me, me to be in one hundred percent control, and I understood it, mm-hmm. uh, but not as much as I understand it now. You know, and now I'm like, I totally get why she was like. I'm not doing shit. It's exhausting. You're doing everything with me. <laughs> and even then, you're still kind of doming from the bottom. You're still going like, you're, you're doing everything. Bottom, yeah, yeah, yeah Tommy from the bottom. You're doing like, yeah, yeah. you're doing everything with me. You're taking control. But like, she's telling me to take control. So it's this whole interesting dynamic of, of, you know, like, yes, I'm not doing any of the work tonight. You're doing all the work. You're telling me what to do. But I'm right at this moment telling you that you didn't tell me what to do. So it's this really interesting, like, yin-yang kind of thing. Where Very it's like, much so. Um, so does that ever happen to you? Like, where you're like, I, you know what? I just spent the last 16 hours telling people what to do. You tell me what to do. Yeah. Perfect. High five. It's always, it's, it's, you, know where, you know where it comes in? Mm. What's for dinner? <laughs> that one. That, and it's just like, Mm-mm, no, I'm, no, I'm not deciding what's for dinner. You, you, this is all you. That is so fucking no true. No way. I uh, can't. <laughs> that is I so can't fucking true. Know. Jacqueline will, and she'll kill me. No, she won't kill me. But Jacqueline will say like, hey, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? And it's never, Santiago, what do you want to cook? Uh-huh. It's, what would you like me to make? Mm-hmm. You know, and she's old school Italian, so part of her loves to cook. And, and mm-hmm. like, I struck a gold mine there because I would never, ever expect my significant other to cook for me. I would never do that. It's just, right. I mean, I grew up that way. My parents, my mom was an Hispanic mom. She mm-hmm. would have dinner ready for everybody and it was always fucking great. Uh, but I knew dating, there was no way, especially, I mean, in this day and age with American women, like, there's a lot of, like, yeah, I'm not cooking, like, we better go out, we're just gonna go out and eat. Honestly, there are, newsflash, there are a lot of girls nowadays who can't cook. No, they can't. So, uh, (laughs) But we can't, so we can't be mad about that. We're guys who can't cook. I, I I can. I can, I can, I can, you know what, I can follow the shit out of a recipe. I am mathematical. (laughs) Methodical. Yeah, my dad would do the thing, my dad would do the thing where he would just like grab shit. He's like, oh, that's paprika, throw that in there. Oh, this smells good, throw that in there. And he would come up with these amazing creations. Yeah. Uh, Me, I'm just like fucking reading through the thing like, all right, one fourth cup is exactly this much, you know. And so, but you know, 
My so lasagna I'm, will taste like a fucking lasagna, whereas Jacqueline's lasagna will taste like a lasagna with like 13 awesome other things that she threw in there at the last minute. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Why are we talking about cooking? Uh, so, uh, anyway, we're back to fetish. Uh, <laughs> so, so we, were, we were talking about power. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, so there is that. Um, there, there's definitely that. Um, and like I said... It, the, I, the, there, there's the part where you want to let go of the power. As a matter, there's a part of me that would want to be... In and a, and yeah. as a matter of fact, even, even on camera, um, in the fighting aspect... Um, there, are, there are videos where I'm getting my ass kicked. Yeah. Just it, because it's like, please. Just, I'm apparently let, good let, at let, it. Let, let, let me just... <laughs> can, I, can I just sell the moves instead of doing them for a while? Cause, oh, Jesus <laughs> can I, can I can, can I not throw a spinning hook kick and just like, you know, take a shot to the chops you instead? You know, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> you know, it's so fucking funny. And this podcast is definitely becoming about the two of us, not so much you. <laughs> Sorry guys, uh, Phil is like my doppelganger um, who likes tickling. Uh, we still need to get Darius down here too, because yeah, like, god damn it, that dude. Him and his friend uh, Duncan, uh-huh. such such good people. Like we could totally have like a four person discussion. It'd be great. But no, um, there, God, it's weird because like I I do those scenes like so, and I apparently I do them well. I remember because mm-hmm. you you spend so much time coaching the girls on how to sell a move, and um, I remember one thing I I always remember. Uh, it was Nathan Fillion um, from Firefly mm-hmm. uh, talking about how he sold punching, mm-hmm. and he said, "I always look to Harrison Ford because if you watch Indiana Jones, you watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. When Harrison Ford gets a punch in the face, it's not like that that um, you know uh, Rock Hudson, Cary Grant taking a punch <laughs> in the face, like, <laughs> and then they turn around and punch back. Yeah, like when." When Indy takes a punch in the face, he needs a good ten it's like, seconds. Yeah, his, and, and his eyes do the thing like he glazes like, over. Like, Holy shit! He, he needs a he needs, he needs a good fifteen seconds to kind of recover. Yeah, uh, and then and so uh, when I was watching Firefly, and every time like Nathan Fillion takes a punch, it is a punch. Like there's blood. There's like that fucking like he hits the floor and it's just like boom. There's a great uh, there's a great scene of that in uh, Serenity. When he's fighting the operative at the end. On the glass? On the, yeah. And, and you see him like, oh. I think I broke. I think and he ended up like smashing his jaw or something like that. Yeah. Like he ended up going to the hospital. Yeah. Um, so I so I do that. I do that a lot with the girls. I'm like, when you get punched, I wanted to wanted to feel like, I mean, there's some punches where you can take it and then give one back. But yeah. Then, yeah, every time I want you to take it, it's like, I want you to look like you got rocked. Yeah. I want it to look like it takes you like a few seconds to remember your last name. <laughs> And so, and so I, I demonstrate a lot. I demonstrate it. So I have the girls are like, I don't know what that means. So mm-hmm. the girls, I'll do, I'll do this fucking thing with my face where I'm just reacting. I'm doing the eye roll and I'm doing the head waving. And I call it the Mortal Kombat dance. Where it's like, yeah, well, yeah. right before you're yeah. kind of just like weaving. And so that become, that's become a staple because I call it, and I literally, the girls know now. Like, uh-huh. hey, do the Mortal Kombat dance. Uh-huh. Like, you know. And so. God, I've, I've, uh, I've, made, I've made that analogy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, man. Totally. What the fuck? So uh, there came a time where there's this guy who really wanted me to do videos as Superman. And so I had this evil black Superman suit from Japan with his silver uh, lining. And I looked good, man. I fucking, I didn't, I, I actually, this is back, actually, you know what? Now that I'm in better shape, I would probably rock it a bit better. Mm-hmm. But back then, I looked like Superboy. Like I had <laughs> short hair, completely clean shaven face. I looked like a baby, and I was slim. I wasn't in shape at all. I was just slim. Mm-hmm. So I would wear it, and I looked like a kid. And so it was super kid, is what I call myself. Uh-huh. And so uh, there was a small series of videos, four or five of them, where the guy wanted me to just get 
demolished. And they were the same moves. It was like a low blow, a knockout, a double choke, a double-handed choke out, stuff like that. And because I had been working so hard to train these girls, I knew how to deliver these over-the-top performances. And I didn't think he was going to care. I thought he just wanted to see the girl in power. But he mm-hmm. would write me back, and other people would start writing back and going like, like dude, you really sold that shit. Like, I really enjoyed watching you lose. And I don't enjoy watching guys lose. But the fact that you sold it so well, like, made me really interested in the shoot. And so I think right now there's actually a YouTube channel where there's, like, four music videos this guy has cut, and they're all tributes to Super Kid Losing. It's fantastic. I posted it the other day. I'm like, fuck, someone out there really likes to see me lose as as Super Kid, the spandex kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm thinking about getting back into it and having Jacqueline do, like, a... Like the Julie Newmar uh, Catwoman, and I could do like because I have I she wants to get me a Robin outfit. Oh, nice! And I was thinking like, what would be sexier to some of these guys than Catwoman just torturing Robin yeah. like with neck scissors and sleeper holes and chloroform and just like yeah. doing it so Batman will show up to stop her so she can have Batman. But yeah. the whole time I'm being used as this toy. Yeah. And I was thinking like that. It's not even sexy to me. It just seems like such a vacation. Yeah. To just be able to lay there and take, and take it. it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Instead of doing fucking torture rack squats with a 160-pound badass pro wrestler. Yeah. And the next day I shake their hands and I pay them. And the next day I'm like, fuck, ouch. Yeah. I can't even pee. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah get, getting out of bed is an experience every morning. Anyway, okay, so we've deviated. So <laughs> yeah. let's go back to the phenomena uh, that we've discussed in the past, which is um, the approach to fetish with between men and women. Because mm-hmm. like I said, it's... Yeah. Uh, and this is something you can correct me if I'm wrong. And I've got no one's corrected me yet. I'm hoping someone will. But my take on it is, uh, let me just check the time here. Uh, we're doing pretty good. Um, we're about ooh, 69 minutes and 670 minutes, which is good. Okay. Um, we should do about two hours. But anyway, Sweet. so uh, so the idea is, or my idea, I don't know why it is. I think it just goes back to how women and men were raised sexually in terms of like. Um, Men are given the more go get them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Women are asked to completely refrain from any sort of sexuality when they're young. Like they're, you know, the man is told, you know, the young boy or the young teen boy is told to go conquer. To go forth and conquer, yeah. Women are like, don't you fucking, who the fuck is taking you out tonight? I'm going to pull out my gun and I'm going to fucking. Yeah. And don't you fucking dare have her here anyway even at 10 e- o'clock. E- even to this day. And so I think that's what happened. I think men had this kind of like lead in terms of like sexual exploration that they didn't feel was weird uh, whereas females were just told for a long time to just be constrained and just like keep that shit to yourself but then again that still could be very wrong I have a couple of friends right now in my head I can hear them telling like well that's a generalization I'm like you're probably right but it doesn't change the fact that when it comes to fetish 99% of what's being bought out there is not being bought by females there's Correct. not. There's no woman out there right now Correct. perusing Cliff for sale Correct. for videos of Japanese schoolgirls hiccuping while doing jumping jacks. And guys know what guys want to see. Mm-hmm. And so that's my question to you. It's not really a question. It's more like, what are your thoughts on that? Because like, I obviously you grew up with these specific. Uh, my friend Gary Pranzo calls them hooks. Yeah. It's it's the these hooks that yeah. hit you. In my case, it was wrestling, mm-hmm. pro wrestling. Female combat, female combat in in movies where mm-hmm. the, you know it would be a, a badass spy versus another badass spy, mixed wrestling, uh, pro style knockouts, the idea of getting knocked out, mm-hmm. sleepy fetish, 
you know, the limp play, the idea of the ultimate way to win is to be, knock out your opponent and per, you know, parade over them. So all these things kind of combine into what my site became, just like yours did. Mm-hmm. You know, tickling, superheroin, spandex, you know, special effects, badass fight scenes, uh, bare feet, you know, foot worship, you know, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. like, is it, am I being too much of a, am I generalizing too much by, by thinking that women have a more, um, what's, a, what's the word? Uh, they have a more, like, ethereal, general, broad view of what fetishes are. Like, when I talk to women about what they're into, mm-hmm. there's some that are very specific, and they're very few, far yes. between. And the ones that are very specific, they're, it's very hard for them to talk about it. Like, I've known some girls who are like, I have a fantasy for yeah. this happening to me. And it's something that in their mind is terrible. I think... Or me doing something to somebody that's like this. But like, but, but it's a very... I think overall for women it is still more intimate mm-hmm. and more private. But I do think in the business there are, there are more of them who get it. Yeah. That's true. From working in the industry... With so many people. With so, with, with so many people. And, and with... <clears throat> a lot of them start out working with a majority of male producers. It's true. And they get they get to understand the psychology and even some of the and even some of the more um some of the more technical aspects, camera angles, yeah. and things like that. Because even even visually there are ways that certain fetishes work better. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh, believe me. <laughs> believe yeah. me. I, I, I'm in. Whenever we film, I'm in total control of exposure. Oh yeah. Uh, whenever I'm doing any, like I, I, a lot of people use auto exposure where it's like you know everything kind of brightens up. I am so fucking ridiculously precise with that. I'll have my finger on the actual wheel that turns the exposure up and down. So when mm-hmm. I'm filming, I, I control how much light enters the scene, how much it leaves, um, and I find it very refreshing to be able to do that. But I do that with color and post. Yeah. Because. There you can always amp up some colors. Yeah. Yep. I white balance like a motherfucker. Like, I am so addicted to it because I'm just like, why would you... Like, I've seen people who's... I've seen... Uh, God, shoots and you're like, uh, your apartment looks like the inside of a blood orange. It's yeah. Like, you know, can, couldn't you fix that a bit? Oh, yeah. well, I don't... I didn't have a white balance card on me. I'm like, couldn't you use a white sheet? Couldn't you just... Point it at something white? Could, couldn't you at least just adjust your camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until, and, until it's like... Okay, what I'm seeing in the lens is yeah, what I'm seeing yeah, with yeah. my eye. And I like from what I've seen of your work, you <clears> definitely <throat> know your colors, and that's very refreshing. But like, okay. but I, I don't want to. I definitely don't want to move from that. So like, yeah. I remember, for example, like, so women to me see certain. Like, I don't really know a lot of women that have specific fetishes. Now, once again, this is something I've mentioned in another podcast. But mm-hmm. Fetish by nature, um, by by definition, sorry, is something that has to be present. Has to be present for you to climax. It's just something that has to be there. Yes. So some guys like to be next scissors when they come. Yeah. It has to happen. If it doesn't happen, they're just not going to reach that point. Or some guys want their women to or wear... E- or even just to be aroused. Yeah. For that matter. Exactly. Or a guy, a woman has to be wearing a certain kind of pantyhose. Or yep. maybe she has to be wearing spandex or yeah. latex. Or um, maybe that person, maybe the man himself has to be wearing something. You know, I've known guys that are cross-dressers who yep. are regular dudes. Mm-hmm. They, they do construction work. They work at, you know, they're chefs. But underneath that fucking, you know, the slacks, there's some lace panties going on. And and it's just, 
very specific. Whereas every time I've asked a girl on this podcast, what is your fetish? It's always this very kind of like thoughtful, like, hmm, no, I'm not sure. Whereas if you ask guys, they'll be like, bam. Um, jumping jacks. It's um, like there's a laundry list. I want an Iranian woman doing laundry. <laughs> Uh, while staring at a picture of a glass cat, you know, like it's just so specific. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I wanted to hear your perspective because I, it, you're a guy like me. So it, it, being a producer, guys are very guys are very specific. very knowledgeable, specific, and precise about what their kinks are. Yeah, and they're, women are more. And, and they're very women. <clears throat> I don't think women are, are are less knowledgeable about no, what they're not at all, but uh, definitely they less key, less inclined to share. They don't key into it. As well. Yeah, and it's not it's it's not as it's not as much of a trigger for most of them. That's so interesting to me, and it's funny because I know a lot of people who are trans as well, and I know uh, people. But they un- but they understand the psychology. Yeah, so I know I I, I know a few women who are are in process of, of, of going male, mm-hmm. but that doesn't change though. The idea mm. of, of a specific fetish uh, doesn't change. And um, I, you know what it is? I've known all the people who are in the BDSM world. And like mm-hmm. BDSM is so perfect for the female mind, I've found, because that's it's a very general concept of submission and domination. It mm-hmm. can be a flogging. It could be a whipping. It could be a caning. It can even be gentle touch. It can be all these things that are like, Mentally, I'm submissive, or or, or mm-hmm. emotionally, uh, or I'm dominant, and I can switch back and forth. It's a it's like a huge playground compared to male fetish, which is like a very specific room. <laughs> it's very funny that you bring that up because it really it really feeds into the argument and the mindset that uh, I agree with that BDSM and fetish are two entirely separate universes. In fact, sometimes when I'm when I'm pitching to a dom, uh, as a matter of fact, for uh, for the shoot for tomorrow, yeah. one of the one of the ladies I'm working with, she asked me as she asked me, "Am I going to be painted in a submissive light?" Oh, and I said, "You can't think of it. Like you can't that. think of it that way. This isn't this. What I do has nothing to do with a traditional DS dominant submissive relationship. It's." better that you think of it as an acting gig Mm -hmm. you are playing a character and this was like the Sarah Diavola thing yeah she was like I don't want to lose and then as she drove down she was like you "You know what fucking do it yeah I said you cannot think of it that way because I I understand if you have a brand name that you're trying to protect yes but this is you playing a part in a scene that's a tough one, and I mean, as as an as an actor, as a mainstream, as a guy who's done mainstream acting and stunt performing, yeah, and as someone who's a Type A personality, you get it. I, but you know what? I've had to lose sword fights to guys who I would beat the annihilate <laughs> in a real sword fight. Oh my god! So it's like you know what? It's work. It's acting, man. Just don't fucking even, don't Bolo even, Young yeah. losing to Bruce Lee kind yeah. of thing. It's yeah. like don't 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 take it seriously. This isn't 
this isn't a reflection on your on your person or your character. It's like gen- there's, this, this is, is the, the, this is role play. It's it's that that fucking movie um, where Jet Li had to defeat that American guy in the ring, and the guy's like the guy who played Rictus in Mad Max. Yeah, that, that fucking huge dude. Yeah. <laughs> there's a gee, I'm sure even Jet Li was like, all right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I'm going to be able to do. There's nothing I can do besides maybe get your mom to call you all pissed or something. And maybe I make up a lie about you uh, that could hurt you. Like, there's just nothing. But, like, it's 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 acting. So yeah. I have encountered – there was one girl, and I'm, I'm, she remained nameless, but there was a girl, and, and I met her fetish guy. You know her, and I'm not going to – don't say her name. But uh, but there was a girl who I, I, I thought was very pretty, and I said, hey, you know, I'd like to hire you sometime. She's like um, – well, and I, if I get this wrong, if you're listening, um, but she said like, well, if I lose, I have to wear this wig or something like that. It was this girl that she had to, she had to wear a wig, and or I don't know if it was the other way around. Like if I if I lose, I have to take off the wig or something like that, or maybe the wig made her a different persona. But it was very wig based, mm-hmm. and I remember I was so confused because mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, you're still you're still the same person, right? Like. No one's going to be fooled by the fact that you're wearing the wig. But I understood to a degree that she had this brand she had to protect. So like, yes. Me with the wig on is the dom. Me with the wig off is the sub. But I, yep. Or I don't know if it was the other way around. I think I think it was the other way around because I remember I said, it's hard for me to paint you as a loser with the wig because you're getting thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. And if it flies off, then that's going to be a problem. Yeah. And so I never got a chance to hire her, even though I heard nothing but great things about her. Yeah. And she's apparently a really great model. But we had dinner with her, and we talked about it. And she's like, oh, I would have to wear the wig if I lost. And I'm like, oh, we'd have to make it a very much stand-up fight where there's not a lot of you whipping your hair back and forth. Um, because we're giving you snapmares. We're giving you um, body slams. Yeah. Your hair's going to fucking fall off. Yeah. You know, my friend Galas had a wig because she shaved her head. Oh, okay. And but we, she was like, she was less, she was like, work it into the story. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, so maybe I'm talking shit about this girl and she comes in a sneak attack and she grabs my hair and as I step away, it comes off and she's like, Ooh! and like, and I'm grabbing, oh no, my secret has been revealed. And like, she tries to like get away and then here's this beautiful bald girl getting her ass kicked. Yeah. And, and by this other girl who's making fun of her, choking her out with her own fucking wig, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, that I thought was great. But there is that, that kind of like... There is. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things one of the other things that has helped me mm-hmm. with, uh, with recruiting models, especially, uh, especially the more dominant ones, is the fact that a lot of it is really tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very playful. One of, the, uh, one of the comments that I get the most is that it looks like fun. Yeah. Like, okay, good. That's that's what I want to hear, and that's what I need to know because if it starts getting too serious, then your concern about your brand actually does become real. Yeah. Yeah. If it gets too real, um, it's like I'm not. We're not going to tickle you into eating out of a dog bowl or you know yeah. into getting caned or something like that. But, yeah. If I told you know, Sarah Diavola, um, <clears throat> by the way, it took me like two years to pronounce that last name. <laughs> I call I call her Diavola for like fucking like forever, uh, but Diavola. So if I told Sarah, for example, like, well, there's a girl who's gonna be fucking, or even a guy, a guy who's gonna just force you to lick his feet or something, like she'd be like, no, no, no. Like I'm the bratty foot girl. That's what I do. Uh, but if you want me to be Supergirl, I'm gonna be Wonder Woman, and I'm mm-hmm. getting belly punched until I just pass out. Then that's so far removed 
from what she does, yes. that part of her brain went like, this is okay. Yes. And I, I really, I applaud her for that because that really, I, it took a load off my back because there's a lot of girls I was going to pit her against. So I was like, I don't know if I can physically make this believable that, that uh, Sarah would defeat this girl, you know, because mm-hmm. it's a big powerhouse, you know, yeah. and, uh, and I, she switched it up. And thank God we got to shoot where she was submissive and it was fucking fantastic. Yeah. All right. So we're back. Um, <clears throat> once again, this is chaotic because I had to piss really bad, guys. And unfortunately, I was not going to do it in front of a microphone as much as you. I appreciate that since I was like in the same room. <laughs> as you guys really wanted. <laughs> so we were talking about the nature of fetish uh, and also, once again, uh, how specific men are compared to women. But you had a male perspective where you worked with a lot of a lot of girls like myself. Jacqueline has as well. Um, has there been anybody who's just like a female who's just kind of broken the mold and been like, no, I really like uh, Asian midgets who shit in boxes nope. or something? Nope. <laughs> Not that I've met. No shit. Okay. Not that I've met. Um, <laughs> at least at least not who's expressed that to me. Mm-hmm. I've, I know and have talked with a lot of doms who've been able to relay their sexual preferences mm-hmm. and and fantasies to me. Like, um, uh, Lydia Supremacy and I. I want to talk a lot. Uh, she's very, I love that name. Very, you gotta let, me, she, you, let if, her know I love that you, name. If you ever have the pleasure of meeting her, she is... Lydia Supremacy, honey. Write that something down. Something else. Write it um, down. Write it down. <laughs> She is she she is both in seriousness and in jest very very open about what she's into whether she's whether she's joking about it or whether she's like you know dead on yeah I mean it uh, about what she's into and she has absolutely no shame about it and it's fantastic. Well, there's something refreshing but, about that. Yeah, and I think that's the, I think that's the part of the the fetish world that we like. You know, you get so many guys walking up to you telling you exactly what they're into, mm-hmm. whether it's online or in person. They'll tell you like, hey, sleeper kid, I really like to see Jacqueline Velvet's wearing a black cat suit, but you have to knock her out and smell her hair for five minutes, you know. That yeah. Kind of thing. And you're yeah. like, okay. I don't get that kind of specific mm-hmm. laundry list type of information from women very often. Yeah. I, I could I could count them on one hand, and that's and that's it is refreshing when it happens. I've had a few girls who will go like, "Hey, I've had this kind of secret desire to make this scenario come to life," um, and then they'll confide it in me. And a lot of times they feel almost ashamed of it, and it ends up being so tame compared to what guys will say to me. You know, like I mean, Jesus Christ, I've I've done scenes for other companies where I've murdered my 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 lovely fiance. Like I've mm-hmm. I've, I've drowned her in a in a tub. Because I, I played a I played a mafia guy, yeah, very believable, um, who uh, who finds out that she's a snitch. I don't know, he put a zoot suit on. <laughs> no, so God. racist. <laughs> I'm not even Mexican. I don't even know if that's racist. That's like improv racism. <laughs> Black people have wings. Um, no, so. Uh, we so we did a scene where like I was a mafia guy who finds out that his his fiance is is the snitch you know kind of like a Sopranos thing, mm-hmm. and so I have to like entice her into going to a tub and like murdering her and so 
like that was intense for me. So when I have these girls coming up to me going like, well, my fetish is this and oh, isn't that naughty? And I'm like, not at all, dude, you're, you're good. You're actually, this is pretty healthy and it's okay to, to lose yourself to this particular fetish. But yeah. like, women just don't have that as far as I've seen. I don't want to generalize. Uh, but a lot of women, I, not, not all women I know, will come up to you with those specifics. It's this weird thing in the no. male mind where it's like, no. I like this, this and that. She has to be wearing this. It has to be this time of day outside. Um, the wind must be blowing in from the east at approximately 10 miles an hour. And film, you know? So yeah. is that, is it just me? No, no. Um, and I think that, I think another, uh, <clears throat> another aspect of that particular theory can be proven in uh, custom videos. Oh, Jesus Christ. How many women order custom videos? <laughs> None. <laughs> Jacqueline, how many videos have you received from females? Or custom, custom requests? From females? Mm-hmm. None. That's uh-huh. right. And if you I did, think... how many of those are actual females? Thank you. Bam! There you go. <laughs> there you go. And I've I, had and, and, you know, customers, though, like by videos. I've female customers, but I mean, yeah. and, and the thing is, custom videos, one, they're very specific, obviously, and they're also very expensive. Mm-hmm. I do not know one single female custom video client. If someone has one, please <laughs> tell me. Send her my way for I've had a few. Moment. I've had a few. But um, I've had a few women. Well, I mean well, that that could have been me, but then I just became a producer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be well, okay. That's, that's fair. Yes, but it's very. It becomes very. Uh, the relationship that you have with your custom video clients, because they're so open with you and tell you everything. I mean, I have that. Like for example, I have a guy. It's not just into tickling, but they have to be in nylons. But they can't be regular nylons. They have to be the knee-high nylon socks. That's okay. And then they have to be taken off one. They have to be taken off one at a time. Oh, I'm just realizing That's you a, should probably be pointing to the mic when you say that. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> they can still hear me. No, they so. can. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're talking to somebody but, off screen. But I'm, I'm so used to talking I to someone. Yeah. I know. But you know, it gets it gets to that level of of specificity, specificness, specificity, specificity. <laughs> there you go. Specification. It, be- it becomes that specific. Specified. That um, it is very much a guy thing. Yeah. Well, so I think it's so. it's reliving a moment that. Whatever happened, whether it was real or something they fantasized or something they saw on television or in a movie, mm-hmm. and they just want that replayed, that very particular thing, yeah, with you know, fill in the blank girl that they have an interest yes. in, yes, and that's all it is. That's very true, and that's something that Jacqueline and I have explored in this in this particular podcast is the whole idea of like you know male versus female perspectives on fetish and like. The word fetish is not really part of the female lingo in general. There's not a lot of women, especially like, you know, regular housewives who are going to tell you, this is my fetish. Because what is also the way that things are being sold to women. Like, I mean, think about it. When you think about what women fantasize about, not women like Jacqueline or the girls that we work with who are very more uh, intuitive when it comes to sexuality. Yes. No, regular 
day-to-day women. Um, Jesus Christ, they, they jill off to Nicholas Sparks books. You know, the notebook is porn to them. Yeah. And, you know, Ugh. meanwhile, guys... <laughs> see what I mean? <laughs> and meanwhile, guys are like, really? That's what... Is that what gets you off? Is, is it 50 shades of fucking idiocy? It's, it's yeah. just a different mindset. Well, the other thing, too, is that, that the word fetish has become water, so watered down. Well, we society. talked about this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, and, I and, have a fetish. And, and misnomer. Like, yeah, I have I have a fetish for big boobs. Uh, would you have sex with a girl with small boobs? Yeah. Then you don't, then you have, don't a have a fetish. You don't have a fetish. You have a preference. Because, yeah. There's a huge difference. Because a fetish is something that's necessary it's to, required. to get you aroused. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or at, at least to get you off. Must. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is why I've explained to so many, I have people that are like, how, you know, a lot of people that do fetish work seem to be doing very well making money. Mm-hmm. And I know people who do standard porn and they get upset. Why am I not making as much money? I put out all the standard porn content. Why am I not making as much money as people who do fetish? It's because if you're someone like me who I have some kinks, but I don't necessarily have any fetishes, the stuff mm-hmm. I prefer mm-hmm. or whatever. Kinks if, is a good word. Yeah. If yes. I want to, if I want to, uh, look at, naked girls and say even if I just want busty naked girls I just go into Google and type in naked busty girls yeah there's 8 million tube sites 8 million free thing sites I never have to pay a nickel for it right but if I'm a fetishist and I need busty girls in yellow latex wrestling slender girls in blue latex <laughs> and doing all these specific moves yeah. you just can't google that trying. yeah that's got to be made custom and that's yeah. where it all comes in yeah there's um on deadwood uh way back when uh al swearing the Good guy stuff. who ran the whorehouse yeah did an action an action and one episode where we should he, probably walk closer to the mic joe where he just realized i'm gonna fucking hate you when i'm editing this where he uh where he was explaining there we go he was explaining fetishism to somebody there and he was like he was like there are guys who he called come in him, here. He called, he called them specialists. The specialists, right? yeah. Specialists. He's like, there were guys who come in here, and they had one episode where this guy just had like eight girls lined up with their tops off. Uh-huh. And he's like, that guy right there is going to run by and lick every boob on those girls. He's not going to ask to do anything else. He's like, he will not miss a single one. And when he gets done licking those eight boobs, he's going to hand me his money and walk out the door a happy man. Specialist. He's like, that's what I want. Yeah. That's He's like, fe- those that's, are the people that make me my money. That's a fetish. And I lo- what, what I love about that, and guys, whoever's watching the live feed, we're going to go ahead and sign out now because you're going to have to listen to the rest of this awesome podcast later. So adios. Um, so, Peace. So the thing that I, and that is a, a really fascinating thing, is like we've been humans for a while. So mm-hmm. like even back in the day before porn, before uh, Jesus, before the Nickelodeon where you can go in there. Before like, Jesus. Click, well, no, maybe. I don't know. But when you definitely, go, definitely, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely before Jesus. Well, there was nothing before Jesus. Um, uh, Six hundred years ago, uh, <laughs> I don't know how. What is it? How, how old do they think the Earth is? Two thousand years. Oh, what up? No, I thought it was four thousand. <laughs> either way, either way, yeah, yeah, big difference. Let's not split in um, red hairs here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, so there was this. Um, uh, the idea of, of, of fetish, I mean, it must have been like even back like in Victorian, you know, the, the, the old period films where you see like Pride and Prejudice. There's some guy back there jacking it to it. Like, well, you know, <laughs> think about it. Why do you think... A stone etching or why, something. Why do you think that at some point in history it was bad for a hemline to come up to the ankle? Oh. 
Because guys were perving on feet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just like... It's happening. And you continue to carry the tradition, Phil. Yeah, exactly. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so. It's true with the, whole, with the whole, there's nothing new under the sun. Like, we, you know, I mean, and, uh, other than adding technology to it, anything that people have, that perv on now, somebody perved on it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just people Absolutely. Society wasn't so open I, There must have been then. some, like, old marquee, like, back in the day, or, like, some, like, Duke, who would like be like, bring in the fighters, and it'd be like you know, <laughs> like some beautiful like like village girl forced to wrestle another beautiful village girl, and he's like in his own private chamber. I like Satanism that. comes from the Marquis de Sade. Yeah, from the Marquis de Sade. But like, but the one thing they did didn't have back then was the idea of stage combat. Back then, I'm sure it was more like, let's see who wins. You know, these girls would just beat the shit out of each other because they knew that whoever won got like eight turnips to take home right. or something like that. Um, yeah, that's brutal. Uh, but but yeah, it's existed since we were around our species. What's your current yeah. turnip rate? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. We're, we're making some good turnip these days. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, so the idea of that. I'm glad I, I got to finally speak to a male producer because you know you and I have dealt with a lot of females. Um, uh, who work for us, and a lot of them have the same story. So like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't have a specific fetish. Um, so, I have a, you know, like this is what I like, but it's a more general kind of broad idea of what they like. However, and for a lot of them, it starts out as a paycheck. Yeah, some girls start fetishes doing fetish work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to Becky LeSaber and like uh, Julie Winchester and a couple of other girls where it's like, I didn't know I was into this until I got paid to do it. You know, suddenly I was like, wait a second. Oh, Tracy Jordan said something really fun. She was like um, grabbing Jacqueline from behind or something. Oh, no, it was, uh, she was grabbing Mary Meow from behind. And she's like, this is one of those things I didn't think I liked. Some girl mm-hmm. wriggling against me while wearing tights. And oh, no, suddenly, she was she was getting belly punched and she just kept like <laughs> bouncing back into her with her ass. And yeah. She was like, okay, okay, this is Fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she was grabbing a girl from behind and was getting pushed in the stomach. Every time the girl would jut her stomach in, uh, it would push into her pelvic area. And she's like, eh, this isn't bad. Not a bad thing at all. Yeah. <laughs> she's wearing tights. She's wearing like shiny stuff. And it's rubbing against my shiny stuff. That kind of thing. And I, I like that. I like the fact that there's women out there who will go like, you know what? Fuck it. This is really sexy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women don't do that because I think they, they have a, this shield built up mm-hmm. where they want to disconnect themselves from the fetish they're shooting. Whereas there's some, there's one pro wrestler, for example, I was bringing this up earlier, um, I won't name names, but she's a really good person, and she she, she shoots, she currently produces uh, pro wrestling fetish, as well as like other stuff, but she's really into it, like she's into everything down from the outfits, like she loves wearing like the shiny one pieces with the tights and the knee pads and the boots, she's into the gear, she's into the role play of it, she's like, and it, it is her fetish, and I remember talking to her about it, and she was like... Shit, we had a. I was at a party and she was there, and she was like, uh, uh, "We all started like you do at a party, play wrestling. Like we were just had this. Everyone got drunk, and we all started kind of rolling around on the ground. And she just goes like, punch me in the stomach.' And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'll. <laughs> I was like, I'll do a fake punch. She's like, No, really, hit me in the stomach. I'm tensing my abs. And I'm like, All right. So I just fucking wailed on her for like two or three punches, and she was like, Yeah. And I'm like, You're a dude. This is, what it's, <laughs> this is what it's like to be around a dude. Oh, something exploding over there. What's going yeah. on? Oh. oh, shit. We have some. Okay, that's probably what it was. And you know what it is? That's ah! I think it's touching the metal. Oh, okay. That might be what it is. All right. Sorry, guys. 
But so yeah, it was kind of refreshing to have a girl go like, I really enjoy this outfit. I enjoy this role play. I enjoy the scenario. But it is very rare. It's something that you don't see a lot. But or at least you don't hear the admission. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the girls are coming, going back to their houses, and like maybe they do have fetish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what is going on with your headset? <laughs> you really do have the worst mutant power ever. I do. <laughs> He causes small anomalies. Small, mildly annoying anomalies with electrons. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, I need this guy, I need to take this guy out of his house, blow blow up his penthouse. I can't, but I will make his phone call to his mother very uncomfortable. (laughs) What? Uh, So, no, um, let's go ahead and wrap it up because I think think we've done done some good work. Right? Um, uh, Phil is... And the wine is starting to take over. Yes, it is. That's usually when it gets good. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually when people say shit that they call me the next morning like, hey man, about that podcast, like <laughs> the thing I said about my mother and the diapers, you might want to cut that part out. I did have a model. I did have a model. I had a model contact me and be like, hey, that thing I said about blank, 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 can you please remove it? And I'm like, fuck. We need to, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm good with everything I've said anyway. Oh. Anybody who has a problem with anything I've said, uh, my email address is ftkl77 at gmail.com. Did you guys hear that? And I have no problem with personal comments. Not my fucking so, email. Yeah. Don't leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but uh, really, you know, Phil, uh, Joe knows this. He's in the room. Jacqueline knows this because Joe's in the room. But like, there's a few people in, the, in my life where I meet them, and within a few minutes, we become really fast friends. Joe is one of those guys. Um, um, yeah, we're still friends today. Um, but when I first met Phil, as I said we were just sitting next to each other at FetchCon and uh, at a dinner, and we started talking. Within seconds, your lovely lady Tara yes. uh, was like, "I'm gonna go sit next to Arias," and cause you, you guys need to talk about shit like geek she's, shit. Yeah, she, she's very good at, at at seeing when I've just completely derailed the made a connection. The, yeah, the, uh, the 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 general conversation and gone into geek mode. So. Now there is one last question I want to ask you because it is it is related to my ego. Um, when we first met, one of the things I remember I showed you tons of pictures of, of what I did, and mm. you said, "Stop, I know." who you are I know I know your work and I was like yeah oh because I never assumed that about anybody like you can have a person show up in a wrestling outfit with a luchador mask and and have a girl in a headlock and I'll be like you know I'm sleeper kid right like I wouldn't know I would never assume but so I actually did show you I was like oh well here's some of my work and you showed me some of yours and I remember at one point you're like I know who you are so um was I was I something that like was I one of those sites that you stumbled across earlier and you were like Oh, this is out there, or was I was just somebody like later I've been, on? I've been following you for years. Really? Yeah, like absolutely. How? Oh, I, I had been I had been following you for a couple of years on Twitter. Nice already, and I was like, wow, this guy just could work. And in cars, he's been following you. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, I knew where you lived before you told me, but I I had to keep appearances. <laughs> I kept. To- Thank God you have that uh, that uh, that power input next to the bushes. Yeah, exactly. I can keep my phone charged. <laughs> no, so when did you first? Uh, God, this is such a fucking self jerk right here. Pro- like, uh, probably in two thousand. When did I get on Twitter? I know I've been following following you on Twitter since like about two thousand thirteen. Okay. Oh. Uh, because somebody. Uh, 
I think one of the models you work with had retweeted something that you guys had done, and I happened to look at it, and I was like, "Oh wow, it's another state. It's a, you know, it's another, it's another combat guy. Holy yeah. shit!" I was like, "Oh, this stuff looks good." Oh, sweet. And, Thank you so much. You know, I was just like, "Well, let me just follow this guy, and maybe he'll follow me back. Maybe he won't. Whatever." Yeah. But you know, did you or maybe, follow him? Yeah, I follow him. Okay, good. <laughs> Wait, Phil. You know, and I, that, did, I did follow you, right? You did. <laughs> <laughs> But get to the follower. In uh, in the very same regard, when I when I met you and Jacqueline at FetishCon, and and Jacqueline had mentioned that she was like fangirling on my stuff, I was like, what? <laughs> really? So how long had you known about Jacqueline? Uh, about the same amount of time, mm-hmm. you know. And then I, you know, it, it took me a little while to realize that you know that you two were together. Yeah. Because you know, like 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 most people who have sense, <laughs> you don't like. We don't make, we don't make yeah. it huge. We don't make it very obvious. No. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't. You well, don't you and the lovely, your... uh, if you don't mind my saying, Tara. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I mean I didn't know. Uh, I heard of her. Yeah. Uh, and I'd heard of you, and we'd been following each other. But when you guys showed up together, and I remember I forgot who was next to me. It's like yeah, they're they've been together. They're really great. And I was like, oh shit, that's fantastic. Because then. Yes, Jason. Well, Jason, Jason will give you the lowdown on everybody. Yeah. Jason will be like, oh, so I invited like six people. Um, let me tell you about them real quick. Um, yeah, that's uh, Jason. So, uh, <laughs> it's like, he's oh, got everyone's Phil. dossier. He's like my buddy Phil. Uh, he's, he's there in Tara. Tara's really good. Have you not hired her? Oh, you should hire her. She's really good, man. She's really good. She's fucking great, man. She's really good. Have you yeah. hired her? She's fucking great. You know, and he does the whole thing. Uh, he actually worked with her before I did. Oh, sweet. Well, Terry, yeah. well, Jason's been around for eight, like, yeah. he's been doing so much work. Yeah. And so, like, he'll, like, but he is, he is our fucking, he's the, how do I put it? He's, it sounds bad. I would I don't want to say National Enquirer, but he is, he leads us into who everybody he's like, is. He's like a nexus point. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> you never met so-and-so? Oh, you got, you got to hire me. Oh, my gosh, she's so yeah. fucking great. Oh, yeah, oh, she's good. Oh, I worked for the five, for five hours yesterday. She was fantastic. She stood on my face. And I'm like... Let's do it, and I and so he always throws these girls' names at me, and he introduces them to me a, a lot of girls, and they're all fucking beautiful. But I'm like, oh, I'm so overbooked, dude. Uh, exactly. But I, I, I live 20 minutes away from him, so I he so did, believe me, the struggle was real. He took extra time <laughs> out of his day to go like, you have a midfield. Oh, you're gonna love me, you know. And then he's like, oh, and he's dating Tara, and I'm like, I I think I know Tara. I, I know of her. And then you guys showed up, and like within like five minutes, we were talking about Superman and Batman and Civil War and Captain America and the fucking different themes of, you know, just everything that 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 went between those two films. And suddenly I'm like, God, that this guy's really cool. And Jacqueline felt it as well. And like when you said to come down and hang out, I was like, Fuck yeah, let's do it. So it made total really sense. Really appreciate that. No, of course, of course not. Yeah, we've got the. Uh, I mean, we've got the rooms. So we're like, why not have people come and crash? Um, and so, all that being said, uh, your approach to your website reminds me a lot of mine because you're doing things that most people who are doing the same or working in the same genre would not do, which is in my case, for yeah. example, having the guy win. In your case, having the, the good girl defeat the bad girl, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's you carved a specific um, niche that's really working for you and it's hard to do. Uh, in this day and age when people come up to me and say, hey, how can I do what you're doing? I just I can't say I, I have to go like so you can't you, you have, have to, to do hit it. at yeah. the right time and you and, and it has to be about what you want to do 
if I was not Sleeper Kid <clears throat> and I was trying to create a, a female combat site now mm-hmm. and Sleeper Kid was out there, it would be <sighs> fucking scary as shit. Wow. And like when I see people do it, I always give them so much credit. My friend Rick out in FemWrestlingRooms.com, mm-hmm. he has done it. He's created his own little corner where nice. he does ring work, boxing work, POV work, and he's created his own niche. And I keep saying niche and niche. I don't know which one is correct. Uh, is it GIF or JIF? Which one is it? Niche. <laughs> niche. Niche. He's, a, he's, he's carved his own niche. But a lot of guys and girls that have tried to do combat websites, they kind of just fizzle because they're, they're trying to hit all the notes that everyone has, uh, like you said, has already hit better. Yeah. And you didn't do you that. Never, you never, as soon as you, people keep saying uh, the, only composi- the only competition you have is yourself. Mm. Uh, that's bullshit. That's a fucking lie. That's bullshit. That's that. That's some kumbaya bullshit. Um, if someone comes because up, because yeah. because because if you're doing if you're doing what the people in your market are doing, then they're already beating you. Yeah. If you're playing by their game, yeah, you're already, already there. Beating you. Like you're already walking onto their field. I've seen I've seen people I've seen people in my genre. Um, kind of start doing what I was doing, what I am doing after mm-hmm. I started doing it and I'm just like <laughs> I'm the same way. I have you now. <laughs> I haven't been evil about it. Like I I, I, I mean <laughs> no, 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 no no I know you haven't but like but, but really yeah you you I've seen a couple of guys who were like I'm gonna do I'm a guy in a mask and I'm dominating a girl and I'm putting her in wrestling moves and I'm like okay well make it different. Yeah, shoot it outside. So do your do, do, do your thing with throw it. Throw a spin into it because. But if you're gonna keep doing like the same match on mats mm-hmm. uh, with the same girl and she's wearing the same thing and you're wearing the same thing and you're trying, it's just people are gonna go like, all right, this is boring. I've even had proteges um, who I've been working with and like coaching and everything mm-hmm. say uh, they might be shooting over my place and they'd be like, well, can you tie this girl up the way you did it on your side? And I said no. <laughs> no not gonna do it because one it's not gonna help me and second it's definitely not gonna help you because it's gonna make you look like a copycat yep so no Jacqueline's uh, Jacqueline's fans don't like it when she shoots in my mat room we found that out very quickly oh, within man. within one or two shoots people were fucking going like why are you shooting at Sleeper Kids room that's not you and Jacqueline totally did the right thing. She's like, you're absolutely right. This is not me. Now, she shoots all over the house. I occasionally shoot all over the house, but when I do, I make it so different from what she does. That's something I, I had to explain to, uh, to Tara. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't, because we shoot in the same... Don't we, you tickle no bitches! Shoot in the same space, and it's like, <laughs> you can't make it look like my stuff. Yeah. It will hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that like a did you have like the, were you doing this You're like punching your own fist <laughs> you want to get hurt Tara <laughs> actually, actually I had some rope and I was like <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so uh, ladies and gentlemen this has been really fun uh, we could go on for hours but we're for not going to do that to you uh, we got stuff to do because we're producers we got shit to watch and we got shit to watch and, and, and things to drink um, and then uh, tomorrow, um, Phil is going to be shooting not only with uh, Jacqueline and Lucy Purr, but who are the other three girls? Uh, the other, the other three ladies are. Um, you lady, sent me a list. Uh, lady Karma. You better remember this fucking Lady Karma, 
absolutely gorgeous red Lady hair. Karma? Russian, gotcha. Russian doll. Oh, nice. Does okay. she have an accent? When she wants to. Shit. And it's hot. Nice. Uh, <laughs> which is perfect for the spy thing. Also, uh, Miss Lady D. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Atlanta native. And uh, Nirvana Green. I like that name. All doms. And you're going to put them in submissive positions? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> Well, like you said it goes back and forth. They're going to they're gonna get tied up and tickled. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Perfect. That's the best thing to see. So if you guys want to see Doms getting tied up and tickled, well, shit, this is your one-stop shop. Absolutely. Um, also, the beautiful Jacqueline Velvets and Lucy Purr uh, are going to be doing some crossover work with Phil. As Supergirl uh, and Wonder Woman. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right? I'm not even into tickling. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, are we doing the Kill Bill thing tomorrow, too? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. So are the other three girls going to be like like little sentry spawn kind of things? Or you, um, some uh, one's going to be a mob boss. One's going to be a part of a spy organization, and the other is an enforcer with the sledgehammer. Nice. Yeah. Is anybody uh, did, did, did either one of them like work for the Trump Foundation? Or? <laughs> I'm thinking if you want to go evil. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that is not going to mean a thing in about two years when you look back at this podcast. Like, who the fuck is Donald Trump? I'd be like, what? Well, isn't that, it, like, isn't that guy who blew his don't... brains out, like, back in November? Um, and nothing but shit came out. But um, anyway, so... Oh, yeah. let's So, we love politics. you guys. <laughs> That's right. That should be the next three hours. Um, for real. But anyway, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we'll be back soon. I think we're going to have a couple models coming through and we'll do some amazing podcasts. But for now, uh, Phil has been our first completely male, <laughs> not partially male, completely male uh, guest. And he is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do I know that? Don't ask. Uh, but we love you guys. That's uh, what I heard. <laughs> thank you so much for. God damn it. Thank you guys from so much for listening. I'm so glad you haven't abandoned this podcast yet. Uh, but we're going to keep it going as long as you guys keep listening. And in the meantime, um, say goodbye, Phil. Goodbye, Phil. Adios. Bye.